0: hello it is tuesday july 21st 2020 big show hey big show good conversations i can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes if you enjoy the show whenever you're done with it please tell a friend maybe give it a little subscribe rate review if you haven't already if you don't like the show by the end of this thing or already, just act like this never happened. Just act like this part of your day just never existed. And also shout out to Roman. Obviously, everybody knows Roman is the men's health brand that's trying to help you be the best you. Whether it's hair products, skin products, you name it, they have it to make you the ultimate you. The thing that we are currently uh, selling you and informing you about is quarantine sex is a real thing, okay? Get a little bit boring. Why don't you have some long sex? Why don't you have the best sex you've ever had in your life? Why don't you have sex after rubbing some Roman swipes on your shaft? Yes, Roman swipes are these geniusly crafted swipes that you rub on your baby maker moments before fornication. And it'll make you have longer, better sex and it won't transfer to your partner so nobody will even know that you were taking a performance enhancing swipe it arrives in your door at your door in discreet packaging it's small enough to go in your pocket nobody will know you have it and nobody knows that you have a secret weapon a tag team partner in your pocket that's going to make you have longer better sex and right now go to getromancom forward slash pat get free two-day shipping right now it's a good deal it'll make you better in a sack GetRubman.com forward slash Pat. Let's get right into it. Hey, let's go.
1: (laughs) Joining us now,
0: senior NFL writer for Yahoo, still exists, Yahoo Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) friend of the show, Charles Robinson.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, we still exist just like all the equipment from the moon landing 51 years ago still exists on the moon
0: <laughs> Charles listen i'm i'm 100% excited that we got to the moon 51 years ago shout out to everybody that was a part of that there's just a lot of questions there's a lot of questions that was very far that is very far from earth for us to get to 51 years ago when we didn't even have dial, we didn't have dial up internet at the time
2: <laughs> we had pocket calculators hey look i i'm a journalist because i don't understand math I don't understand the moon landing. So yeah, we're not all
0: rocket scientists, but you do understand the football rather well. Been covering it for a long time. I, just like everybody, I'd assume you knew that there was eventually going to come an NFL-NFLPA conversation about the rollback into play. None of us expected this COVID-19 to last this long. Originally, we thought it was going to be two weeks, and then it was a month. Now we're four months into this thing, and it's still cooking and having effects on stuff. What do you know about the NFL and the NFLPA? Yesterday, the infectious disease emergency response plan was okayed by three of the 32 teams. Is that strictly because those teams have to go back to training camp early, and that had to get done? And do you expect that to be how it happens with the rest of the nfl
2: yeah i mean so uh, you know how it is deadline spur deals and houston and kansas city had to get rookies in so the eider as you said infectious disease emergency response plan nailed it uh, Hey, that boy. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so friday it what was interesting about this so on friday i had a chance to talk to both sides and not every team had even submitted their initial eider you know to the league or the nfl pa and frankly that's what pissed off a lot of the players um, because the players said, hey, where, where's, you know, first and foremost, we got to have the emergency response plan just as a starting point for a lot of these franchises. And the PA said, well, some of them have them in the initial, you know, uh, the initial submission, but not all teams do. And players are like, this is ridiculous. Like, what are we doing here? And that kind of got the ball rolling. JJ Watt, who's obviously here in Houston, um, has been at the forefront of a lot of this. And, and Byron Jones with the Miami Dolphins. These guys started to essentially say, look. Uh, we get to Sunday, and if we're still lagging on a lot of these details, some of us got to step out here and we got to say something. So you got the hashtag, we want to play, a lot of players coming out and basically voicing the concerns. Now, what's interesting here, I actually wrote this down for you, Pat. I, nice. I, I, I made a list for okay.
0: you. Okay. We like this. Uh, we like this. Charles?
1: I,
2: I, I, I asked. I said, look, what's – what." Give me give me the top four things. Like 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 knock it out. Give me the top four things to get this done, to get everybody in camp. I was told, okay, 1A, one, there's a 1A and a 1B because they the league and both sides really consider this on the same tier. Testing and economics. Now the testing protocol's gotta be done now. Like we have to know that right now. The economics and where the cap is going. They can continue to work on this. They feel like, hey, even if we get people in, we can figure out the cap ramifications. 48
0: days. They have 48 days to it, basically get that done.
2: Look at that, man. Pat knows math, by the way. He could land somebody on the moon if he needed
3: you, right there, <laughs> that guy.
2: They did it 51 years ago. I
3: don't, <laughs> I don't know. All right. I got I'm, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So testing
2: and testing economics, 1A, 1B. <laughs> Uh, what will be discussed today in a couple of hours, the preseason, which is going to, I think it's going to get cut from two games to one, which is interesting because essentially you've got half the teams in the league are going to get screwed here. And what they're saying is, hey, if we had two, that means every single team gets a home game. Every single team gets a chance to try out the protocols. But if we cut it to one, now we have half the teams in the league get the advantage of going through sort of the protocols on game day, whereas the other half of the league Hey, they just gotta go into the breach week one of the regular season and hope that nothing happens. Um That's, so that's
0: very they that's very interesting, actually, because I'm sure that because the players are like, well, the players since beginning of time, by the way, if you ask them to the vote on whether or not they want a preseason, they would say no preseason at all. Favorite. It's a waste of reps, it's a waste of time. But from the NFL side saying, Hey, listen, we would like to be able to pull this off in a a good fashion. We need to be able to test it. So are they gonna potentially be looking for other people to put on maybe a seven-on-seven game for them to test out their stadium or, or some other way to do it if it goes to one preseason game? Or what will they do? Just roll the dice week one, I guess?
2: I think what you'll see is it will tilt. This is, and again, this is just my guess from conversations I've had. They would like to probably tilt the 16 home games toward teams that are going to be able to host fans. So Philadelphia, for example, they're not going to have fans in the stands. So pulling off a preseason home game for them you know the advantages are, okay, the personnel bringing people in, making sure everybody's safe on game day. But for for teams that have stadiums, they're going to have fans in them. If you're actually going to have fans in the stands for preseason games, you you want to get sort of that dry run. Okay. So so
0: what teams are those? What teams are those? Texas teams. Is like is this all dev- this is all government's I would assume wherever the local yes, government this is it's all is?
2: state local so like Philadelphia for example it's because of what's going on there with the state and local government that's why they're not going to have fans this season. Houston right now is it's up in the air. I mean NRG you know has had tents up in the parking lot doing covid testing and so I mean it's a hot spot. That's part of why you hear what JJ Watt's saying right now. I think there are members of the coaching staff, the front office that are leery. Got it. And, and frankly, that's something that's still in the orbit here is if what if one of the 32 teams or multiple of the 32 teams have situations where all of a sudden there's an automatic shutdown in the next week? You know, Florida is ballooning. Houston is ballooning. There are a number of localities where it's starting to balloon. So the P.A. is like, hey, if it gets pushed back and this is something I was told as well, they're like, look, it's not going to be because of our negotiations. It's going to get pushed back because the local government's going to say. We got a mandatory stay-at-home order for at least two weeks here. That means football players can't be showing up. Like Everybody's got to stay at home, which is what Houston's mayor has been pushing for. Everybody stays home for two weeks except for essential frontline work. Oh, you guys
0: are locked down in Houston right now? I did not know that. We are
2: not locked down. The, the, the mayor of Houston wants it, but the governor, Greg Abbott, has said, no 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 no. the state's open you know texas is open we're staying
0: open that's happening here now houston though is geographically very widespread like massive houston is i think the fourth largest city in america nobody even knows it because houston doesn't get talked about in that fashion you're always like oh, new york la chicago it's like houston though is rapidly growing it's a massive city but it also geographically it's huge like here in indiana same thing indianapolis mayor uh has it on lockdown but the state is like no 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 we're open but here You drive 15 minutes north, you are in open, but in Houston, you could drive 45 minutes and still be in Houston, technically. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. South
2: side to north side of Houston, the tip to the tip is like 45 minutes in a car. So (laughs) that's
0: still, that's a large area that's locked down as opposed to anything. So I assume that's a lot of questions. All right, what's number two that you're told is of importance to get a deal done?
2: Okay, so actually, number three preseason is number two. If you consider economics and testing. 1A. Well, that was one B. I mean, so <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just putting them on the tiers, right? Remember okay. Tiers. The NFL likes to operate in tiers. Okay. So. Okay. Tier All right. So we one. get to the third tier. It's the opt out. So they're so tied. How, how,
0: Those two are tied. One A and one B are
2: tied. One A and one B are, I would say, on the they're on the same level, but they don't have to be decided at the same time. Testing needs to be decided now. Economics has to be decided, as you said, by that forty-eight day window okay. expiring. Well, so it's like uh, a golf
0: score. Like if if in golf two <laughs> two people have plus two, mm-hmm. that that next person is actually in third place, not in second place, mm-hmm. even though they have the second highest score. So this one is potentially the second most important behind those two, but it's actually because the two tied. This is actually three,
2: not two. even even ranking this isn't simple. So <laughs> that's why you can't
4: control <laughs> anything.
2: All right, what's three? Uh, Okay, so number three, the opt-out. So players, uh, some teams have been confused by this idea of players opting out August 1st um, versus opting out before the season even starts. So I I actually had a a general manager say to me, he's like, I don't get it. So players are going to show up, if this all goes correctly, players are going to show up July 28th, but then some guys are going to opt out by August 1st. He's like, why wouldn't they opt out? If guys want to opt out, why don't they opt out beforehand? Well, the PA is saying... The opt-out doesn't necessarily have to be before camp opens because maybe players want to get in there and see what the protocols are like, or we all want to see what the protocols are like before players go, you know what, I'm not comfortable with this. I need to pull. Um, this opt-out is going to be important because there are a number of players across the league, particularly players who have severely asthmatic symptoms, uh, or, excuse me, severe elements of asthma that they deal with Got it. that are really at risk here. So there, I've heard some names of, some upper tier guys, you know, who are considering opting out of the season because they're like, look, I'm at risk. Um, I, you know, I just, there's no way I can go through this and they have actually told their teammates on text message conversations, Hey, I'm leaning to not playing. Like I'm probably going to have to opt.
0: Has that opt out conversation happened between the two sides about financial and anything like that? Or they have not even approached that uh, subject yet.
2: That so that's the, that's part of what's being hammered out right now. So does the season count? Does your contract toll for a year? There's a lot Um,
0: there. There is a lot there, especially whenever you're talking about being vested and everything like, I mean, there is a lot there.
2: Yeah. So a guy, so, so is it, you don't want the PA doesn't want it to be a detriment for someone who's opting out for health reasons to suddenly be told, Hey, guess what? You don't, you're not part of the pension yet. Then, you know, you have to wait because you don't get that extra year. So it's, it's weird. It's almost like a little miniature CBA is being worked out inside of, You know, a CBA that takes ten years to basically negotiate and really three months of beating the living hell out of each other. All of a sudden, they're trying to negotiate one in hey two weeks. Like we didn't have the whole (laughs) 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 offseason.
0: And what's the fourth one? That opt out one seems like that's going to be a real problem. What's the fourth one?
2: Uh, How can't be structured. And so basically, um, for example, the Chiefs and the Houston Texans. Everyone says, "Oh, rookies are showing up. They're going to start practicing today." That's not what's happening. Okay, got it. They're showing up. They're getting tested. They're all going to go home. Okay, and then tomorrow they're going to get tested again. And, you know, part of what's going on right now is seeing can we turn around the test as quickly as we hope. So what the league would like to do is test Monday, Wednesday, Friday, get results back Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's the that's the protocols they would like. But you're talking about thousands upon thousands of tests that have to get done. And we saw with Major League Baseball at the start. They're like, none of us have the test back. We're supposed to start now. We don't even have the test back. And the league is talking about two, three, four thousand, If you talk about everybody involved in the process, not just players, getting these tests every 24 hours. So, seems unlikely.
0: So that's that acclimation process that the players have been all in there. We want to play the acclimation process. I would assume right. that they're going to have to test everybody, send them home. Whoever comes back negative, we just got to hope that whoever they went home to didn't infect them. Then they come back. Whoever tests positive, you lock down for eight to 10 days until you have another negative test. And then once the negatives are all in the building, then now we got even more problems about who's going home to who, who's going where, how do we travel? Oh, yeah. They got eight days, by the way, to figure this all out, Charles. Eight days.
2: Which is why players, as you said, the acclimation period, they they said, look, we want a three-week acclimation period to make sure hey, everybody's been tested over and over. Guys are going home. But as you said, the 28th, if, it, if this goes by what the rookie protocols go by, the veterans are going to show up on the 28th. They're going to all get tested, right? And then they're all going to go home because this is what they're doing with the rookies. Why would they change it for the veterans? It, it's just this massive quagmire of details that have to be worked Whoa. out. Now, Good that word. said, Good Good I word. asked the pessimist who's kind of involved in these talks on Friday. I said, do you think <laughs> this is going to get done? And he said... He said we are within spitting distance of... But most of the issues but the economics
0: can't spit though that's like one of the <laughs> biggest problems <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: right. so you know that's, that's okay. good news. don't spit during the negotiation that's, that's good idea.
0: news calais campbell who is a part of these conversations as an executive committee member of the nflpa he told us on friday like hey it's gonna go all the way up to the wire but he thinks right. it's gonna get done as well and i keep saying if rob manford was able to figure this out rob right, manford right. was able to figure this out
2: Bad I think, commissioner. bad
0: commissioner <laughs> <laughs> bad commissioner i think that the nfl will be able to figure it out i hope so thanks for laying that out for us i feel like i just learned a lot charles can i learn something else uh is that a 45 caliber on your head there what is the 45 for
2: it's uh since in honor of baseball season starting and the trash can coming out of mothballs the houston astros were the 45s that's this is an astros hat for everybody who wonders and yes absolutely they cheated but <laughs> hey, you know, sports right now So let's get
0: get moving. Hey, nobody appreciated the sports hiatus in quarantine more than the Houston (laughs) freaking
1: Astros. (laughs) We
0: got bigger fish to fry. Hey, we're still talking about the garbage cans. People are dying. (laughs) People are dying out there. Charles, every time you come on, I appreciate you even more. Yahoo Sports is lucky they got you, brother.
2: Thank you, brother. No problem. Stay he- safe, all right?
0: Yeah, you too. Hey, especially down there in Houston, man. Lock it down. Ladies and gentlemen. Charles Robinson. Thank yeah, you. Charles! How's it going? Welcome to <laughs> and hawk Sports Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Talk the yeah. the world. I'm Pat McAfee. That's Mr. AJ Hawk. How's it going, AJ?
3: Going well. I can't wait to watch you try to hold this pose for another <laughs> hour and twenty minutes. <laughs>
0: No problem. I'm not even flexing right now. You don't even know what that means. By the way, very proud of the tan that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. I've been out mm-hmm. in the pool. Very proud of the, oh, oh wow. see the gold chain there and the arms are getting big. This is a tale of body shaming going right. I got body shamed by the commenters. I hit the Stairmaster. Now look at me. Now look at me. I had a cheat day yesterday. So a lot of shits today, but boy, I am having a good one over here, AJ. It's great to chat with you.
3: It is great to chat with you. So wait, when you're saying you're body shamed, exactly like how, what were people saying about you?
0: They're calling me fat. Uh, they said, look at that guy. He looks like a fucking fat stooge. <laughs> They're <were> like, <laughs> that, that guy's does face. Does that bother you? Huh?
3: Did it, did it bother you?
0: Yeah. One guy said, it looks like I ate all the cholesterol in Indiana. Jeez. I mean, that's a Just little much. I, wouldn't, I would
3: never say you've been, I mean, yeah, you've never been anywhere near that. Bro, that was, level of weight, where you could say that
0: I was two sixty five at one point. That is big body, baby. Very large. I feel like.
3: I mean, now I'm still what shredded. You just love. I, you love how you look like with the the lights and the like the reflections oh, yeah. hitting you perfectly for your arms and everything. That's if why we could get a little bit more, the last forty minutes.
0: If we get a little bit more shadow on there, that'd be great. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you know, bored. Hey, it's not easy to look like this. <laughs> do you what have you any at? other
3: poses? Is that your only pose? Or you yeah, nothing that else?
0: one makes me look the best. I mean, I could do that one. Ooh. You know, it obviously makes me look good. But my arms get very tired doing this one. This one's the natural. And you get into, you know, because you can try Ooh. to get by me, Ooh. but I will trap you. You know Ooh. what I mean? <laughs> so that's just how it goes. Where are you at? You're in Wisconsin right now?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm currently... Sweating my life away in an upstairs bedroom in this house and I'm not flexing. If I was trying to hold a flex like that, like you, I would be, I'd probably pass out here in about two minutes. (laughs) Flex it up. Do you have asthma? No, not at all. Lung capacity feels great. Well, that's good. That means you don't have the, uh, Mm -hmm. what elbow, elbow drop. You know, you know. Are we, oh, we can't say COVID anymore? Are we going to get dropped for saying COVID? Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Just well, do it. fucking Nick tried to take us off the air earlier today. But he brought
0: in like seven things we're not supposed to talk about in the news thing. Just report oh, the news. No. Did,
3: wait, was Nick talking about the, the judge's kids mm-hmm. and husband Age. or whatever? What's oh, your problem, oh, man?
4: Oh. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's a little more tacked than that. But. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Are we still live? sad terrible story
0: how do all these people end up dead how does it happen the
4: upper circle
3: whoa see now he's now can. Oh, oh, hey, hey. we're already there my friends
4: so no, we might as we'll talk about it
0: hey it's been 51 years since the moon landing how do you feel about it aj you go
3: usa huh hey. USA. usa 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 we definitely landed there right i feel good about it i i do believe we landed on the moon i have no idea That's where right. you're at in uh in the conspiracy realm. And if you feel like it really happened or not, you probably think Stanley Kubrick filmed it for everybody. And it was uh, filmed on Earth, right? Is that where you're Where you're going with this?
0: I, I didn't even know there was a Stanley Kubrick involved. But I do know that some people have some questions. Not me. I believe we landed there. Shout out to Armstrong and Aldrin and Buzz Aldrin and all the people that made it happen in Houston and in space. But it is very interesting that 51 years ago, we were able to accomplish something that I don't think we could accomplish right now if we had to. So that is very, uh, that is very intriguing. I think a lot of people ask that question, but not me. I don't ask that question. I'm happy that there's a flag flying up there. I'm happy that a lot of people have tweeted me and told me that six times we did that from 69 to 72, and then we just stopped doing it ever since then
4: expensive we had an update in the uh, judges incident the oh, shooting update fuck oh, me we're going right back into dad, it. Isn't no, no, no. no they ma- they found a man dead in the uh, Catskills with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head they believe him to be the shooter It's fake It's fake Don't believe it it's fake Yeah I mean this is basically straight news. out of shooter Yeah it's like fake news, news. They one of those machines of where you put the you put the yep. arm in the thing and then the everything happened That happens. was in the Catskills actually too Yeah it
1: was
3: Wait, hold on. Connor, go back. What is this machine where you put Uh-oh. the arm in oh, okay. so Stop. the Oh, so
4: the way it works it is uh, you kind of um, put your arm into, yes, like a sling type thing, and then they crank the sling so it goes, and then they pull the sling, and you know what happens when they pull the sling? The thumb goes, and then it goes, and then, you know, you're no longer on the earth.
0: Well, hold on. Can we go back? What the fuck is hanging off the side of your head right
4: there? <laughs> Oh, the braid? The the one cornrow, the first of all of them. I'm just testing out the cornrows. I figured, uh, you know, I'd do the left side first and then I, I, but I do like it. I think I, you know, get all of them done. Who did that for you? Wow. Barber?
0: No, that was a lady. Barber? You hanging out with some ladies, Connor?
4: Check it out. Whoa! Whoa! That is a pretty
0: intimate thing, and only do one means that the conversation stopped at that one. We'll just do one, and here we go. And I've seen people get twisted and get cornrows. That is not like a quick time. That takes a little bit there, especially if it's that tight. So is Connor well, hanging out with somebody of the opposite sex? That's whoa, more pregnant no, than
4: anything else. No, bothers me not. But if you look at how my hair works, actually, the, it doesn't take that long because it stops about halfway down my head. So even though you know the regular cornrows corn might take a while, this one doesn't take that long. Hmm.
3: Great. That's- I got to go back, Pat. I have to go back to this <laughs> this arm machine that Connor oh, yeah, yeah. presented. First off, that's not a real thing. Okay. Yeah, okay, any- okay. Well, check arm- this out. Connor, aren't there a lot of easier ways? Wait, is this from Saul? No. no. From it did
0: look like it was out of a movie. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it did look like. What What a lot of things are being talked about, I think, are strictly movie plots. But boy, they, come they tell
3: you life. real life's a lot crazier than any movie plot mm-hmm. that you can think of. It does seem to be that way. I, I would think if you're going to try to make it look like somebody shot themselves, there's much easier ways to do it than have this cranking machine and all of a sudden his thumb goes off and he shoots himself and then what do you, you have to like untie the machine off this yeah. guy's you're arm. Saying,
4: Pointer finger, not the thumb.
3: You're saying that it has evolved since then is what you're saying, which is probably accurate. Or, I, or evolved or just have another human stage to play thing. Don't the angle. You don't need contraptions, do they? Yeah, well, you, you gotta remember
0: in, um, in The Departed, they were you wear those things that movers have to wear on their shoes, and mm-hmm. then you wear spandex gloves, and then um, you just, tip, tip, and then you walk out like nothing happened. I would assume that happens as well. T's and P's to everybody that passed away. But it feels like, once again, anybody involved with one particular situation in our world ends up dead. And and that's just completely, I'm sure there's a coincidence. Sure, it's all yeah, coincidence. Course, yeah. We would never want to blame anything, but we will uh, stay updated on that off the air. Let's talk on air about some sports stuff, though, shall we, Mr. A.J. Hawk?
3: Let's, let's do this.
0: Have you ever seen a punter this year?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Steve, yeah, why don't you stand up? Show us, uh, show us how well those shorts fit too. What are
0: at. you talking about? You talking about these bad boys here? <laughs> oh, you're talking about this issue oh. here.
3: I mean, I couldn't think of a more uncomfortable situation than what you have going on right now.
0: Well, it has to happen for the comfort thing, because if I don't have the big waist, The thighs then end up getting like squeezed like sausage coming out the other side. So I have to keep up with the thighs with the waist. This has been a problem since high school. I've been wearing a 38 inch waist since like junior year of high school because of these quads, AJ. You don't know anything about that.
3: So that's the thing. How about you go back in the archives of this show? And I've told you two to three times on the air during this show yes, I understand you have big quads big rear end Thank so you got to buy your pants big so your quads fit but all you do is you can tell the people wherever you buy them or take them somewhere else get the, the waist taken in two or three inches bub then you don't have to have that belt spilling all over and oh you're telling me the-
0: american eagles got a tailor on call
3: in there <laughs> <laughs> uh, they probably do i don't know i don't go shopping at malls a whole lot buying my jeans but you could find a tailor close to you you have you have tons of money you join country clubs just to go play one nine hole round of golf <laughs> so we understand <laughs>
0: It was 14 holes, thank you very much, and I am still a member and I just got charged again. And that was a mistake. (laughs) That was a mistake. I didn't know I had to pay that much every single month, by the way, what the fuck?
3: I've only played one round. Do you know how long your contract is? Like is it hopefully it's like an eight year deal with the contract. There's an eight year
0: deal I potentially sign him? No, there no, has to be a deal? ten.
3: You probably signed ten, yeah.
0: No. You're telling me I can't just quit that thing like right now and I've, not have to
3: pay another dollar? Now nah, you're probably locked in for at least a year. Are you kidding Jeez. me? No. <laughs> oh It's like a it's like going to a weight room. Like I, I used to work out at this place in middle school and high school. Where they would pressure high school kids when they came in, they would take them in the office and they would pressure them and get them to sign like two or three year contracts without their parents in the room, so they could continue to charge their parents' credit card. And then they made it very difficult and more intimidating when you tried to cancel your membership. When the poor seventeen year old girl like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't want to. I'm going to be in college next year. I don't need a three year membership to this big meathead gym right here oh. in town." And they made it very, very difficult on them. I assume that's what this golf course is doing to you. I saw
0: their faces light up when I said I'd never been a member anywhere before. They fucking knew.
4: No, he doesn't know. This guy is no has is no clue. <laughs> he can't cancel it. let
0: lock him in for a decade, too. We got this stooge locked in for a decade. We know he's <laughs> never going to golf here again. He only wants this for one time. They just got a whole new fitness facility, too. Very, very nice. I'll never, ever see it because I just won't go over there. But I'm sure I'm paying for a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You my- built
1: the thing.
3: You're a great member. I, I, I promise you, the other members of that club that take advantage of all those great amenities, they they thank you very much. <laughs> They're going to be using your name,
5: too. Oh, Pat McAfee's a member here. You're going to love it.
3: Oh, Do you have a locker? Is your name on a locker over there? I don't know. I've never used a locker.
0: I only played one round. I've been paying three months now at this point, two months at this point for the whole thing. Maybe I have a locker. Would that come standard? You know the, the country club life. Do I have a locker over there?
3: I don't have a locker anywhere but I I see people's nameplates on lockers when I go play at different places at times so I assume there's a big old Pat McAfee locker and I say hey look at this Pat you got an extra giant nameplate too because you're a special member that never checks your uh, receipts and we just continue (laughs) to charge your card and you have no idea about it (laughs) well I would like to let them know I see them
0: charging my card every single time okay so although I'm not doing anything about it I do see it happen and I hope you guys grow good grass over there because of me okay good luck Let's talk about a golf course that was near you very near to your house five minutes away from your house this weekend we got a new number one golfer on earth named rom and i'll tell you what golf is the most unforgiving sport in the history of sports the fact that he got punished two strokes okay if he wasn't so dominant this would be a much bigger conversation obviously he got charged two strokes for the ball moving two dimples. Each dimple is what? 1 of an inch? <laughs> and they say, well, that's a two-stroke penalty. Ball moved two dimples. This obviously ignited a firestorm on the internet with the people with right minds like me saying, are you kidding me? He still had to hit through the rough grass. He probably wasn't even looking down there. Had no idea it even moved. You put a 4K camera with slow motion. I guess you could see that thing bobble just a little bit. And then you had the golf purists who found their shining moment yesterday on the internet the rules is rules the fucking ball move it didn't move it barely budged and it didn't help the guy thank god he was up four or five strokes at the time they didn't lose but if I'm wrong and I end up losing because some couch snitch saw on his 4k slow-mo camera that the ball budged a dimple and a half i'm potentially trying to find that person's house and i'm showing up with a, more than a golf club maybe take that iron that tiger's ex had on the back of the car <laughs> i would not be happy with that that was ridiculous yesterday
3: well it's so dumb it, and it i mean i guess uh, rom handled it well like he even said well. i like, go oh, after he watched it yeah he was absolutely 100 surprised when the 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 girl interviewing him after the round mentioned he was like what? what I have no idea. I didn't see it I have no idea and it didn't improve his lie that's that's why some of these dumb old school golf rules need to try to evolve like it didn't improve his lie he didn't even know it happened like there's got to be something else we can do here like I just don't get it when some of these old school like oh let's let's uphold the tradition the history of this great game yeah sure it is. But there's a lot of stupid rules like this in place. Dustin Johnson, remember how many years ago he lost a major because he ground his club in something that was deemed a sand trap or a bunker on that course at Whistling Straits? I think there's over a 1,000 so-called bunkers. Fans
0: were standing in it Mm -hmm. at one point. I think fans were standing in that one and, like, around him. He he didn't even know it was considered a bunker. Boom, you're out. Sorry, (laughs) because uh, what. The lady he was dating's ex called him in or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something happened. Like, the fact that what? people are allowed to call in, by the way, from home, that really sets up an interesting little thing. There sets up a real interesting thing. But I saw a lot of the golf purists like ball moved. Hey, rules is rules. What are we, what are we without rules? It's like,
3: have you ever golf? Let's change the rules. Does golf change the rules? Like the like at least the NFL tries. They have this rules committee. And they think, hey, if something isn't working, let's try to change it. Does golf have that? Like, do they have a no. group that's trying to no. progress the game like, and, and make it evolve and, and come into the, okay. the 21st century? No, they
0: would never do that.
3: <laughs> Why not? It's golf. It's a gentleman's game, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, but it's like not. Because
3: you got to let everybody play, not, not just gentlemen.
0: Yeah, because you don't understand the tradition of the game. Okay, AJ, right. you asking that question means Jeez. you don't understand the amount of respect that the men and women who play that sport for a living have with the game, and you just are talking completely out of your ass as an arrogant American who doesn't understand the game. When you're asking them to potentially update some rules that are archaic and stupid, you don't understand that those archaic and stupid rules are a part of the foundation of a sport that's been around for 7,000 years yes. and have
3: a little bit of respect for Scotland, will you? Guilty. Guilty as charged, Pat. You're right. Thank you for letting me know like, I was on the wrong path. I would be so pissed if
0: I'm that ROM guy. Imagine if you play that. You, fans can't even tell you, right? Nobody out there is even giving him a heads up that this conversation's even happening. And let's say he only won by one, okay? He puts that thing in. Tip of the cap to himself. Thank you so much. Fist bump, fist bump. Jack Nicholas comes over, who had COVID, by the way. Him and his wife had COVID. No problems, not wearing a mask either. He's like, I've already had it. Not that big of a deal. Don't really care. You guys are on my course. You did well last week. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it terrible this week. And then as he walks over, he goes to like Jack Nicholas, like, you want a handshake or a fist bump? He's like, Oh, I don't care. And Jack goes, Well, here's a fist bump. You came in fucking second, by the way. Get out of the way. This is for this guy. Imagine if that happens. Like, that is a monumental moment and, and that shot was not an easy one and he put it in and nobody even talks about him chipping that thing in all they talk about is it moving a dimple and a half because the grass gave out and if it wasn't for that weak ass ohio grass mm-hmm. that ball probably doesn't even fall so i think it is potentially your lawn's fault aj
3: that's the boy hey i tell you what you watch any of that tournament you see like if you're not in the fairway good luck oh. like, good luck doing heavy, anything the rough was ridiculously thick you could hear it on the mics like how thick it is but then the greens are you're hitting the concrete too like you saw most people struggled a lot on sunday especially that's exactly what jack wanted jack wants the course to be impossible he wants the winner to shoot like plus seven like that's his dream i guess tiger did shoot that but he made the cut so who
0: cares (laughs) yeah who cares uh at the american century championship is that rough
3: impossible no, it's nothing like that. I mean, it's not easy to hit out of, but it's nothing like they had it at going at the uh, at the Memorial Tournament. And the greens were really fast this year too. I put it awful, but I always put terrible out there, so it doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> A little self awareness there. You thought
3: you were going to win though going in this year, and the flag I think six. next year I'm going to win. I'll put it together next year and I'll win probably. You think I'll be invited next year? I hope I'm invited. That's all I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> you beat 19 people. They they won't. They have to invite you. No, they don't. They do not. Have, they can invite whoever the hell they want. It's uh
0: is that how they run yeah. it too? Like they're probably pissed off at me for backing out last year. That is probably something that they will potentially hold over my
3: head. I don't know if they're they're mad at you or whatever, but they they tell us they like they've said hey, there's normally there's. Like 80 some people in the field and they say hey there's 80 some people in the field like you we need you to respond like when you get an invite we need you to respond within the next three or four weeks because there's over 300 people in consideration for this tournament so there's people that want to play that are kind of on a wait list i got no chance
0: <laughs> but no, i am a member i think, you member of I think if you
3: if mm-hmm. you let them know you want to play i think you're good
0: well i have a country club now too so mm-hmm. i home club mm-hmm. so we deal. i have a locker
3: oh yeah so it'll say like Pat McAfee playing out of Rolling this Fields,
0: Plumborough, Pennsylvania. That's what I'll say. I won't say this one here because I played Rolling Fields in uh, Plumborough, Pennsylvania probably, I don't know, 50 to 60 times. I played at this one one time now
4: at this point. <laughs> That's where your game was crafted, and yeah. honed.
0: Yeah, Rolling Fields is where you learn how to shotgun a beer and hit the ball very far in the same, what, four second span. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's what I'm here for. That's my golf Hell style. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh. Hell yeah. Um, you, think, you think the NFL is going to play a season, AJ?
3: I do. I think they 18. find a way. I don't know about training camp, the 28th. I mean, they might go get tested quick, right, and come, come back or something. But, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a preseason game. <gasps> Didn't the, the NFL say we want one preseason game? The PA is saying we don't want any. So, Charles Robinson – works for yahoo sports which still
0: is a thing we've learned a couple times here really he's, he's yeah, it's, it's really a thing uh, wow yahoo sports charles robinson by the way i would go to charles robinson.com if it was a website because of how yes. knowledgeable this mm-hmm. son of a bitch yeah. is but he's the senior nfl writer for yahoo sports wow. he told us a bunch about everything that is currently happening. He even told us like the four things that they're talking about. So number one, they're worried about testing and economics, obviously, the rollout process. Uh, 1B is preseason going to one game as opposed to the originally thought two, even though the players went zero. Then opt out, uh, what is that plan? And then four, how will camp be structured for the reacclimation process, which a lot of players are talking about, whether it's conditioning, testing, going back, the whole thing. But what what he mentioned about preseason games is very interesting to me Very, very interesting to me. And I am a former player. So are you. So we feel the exact same way about preseason games, as does every player who's ever played in the NFL. Preseason games are the worst things in the history of football. They are just the worst. If you're going to ask players, how many preseason games would you like to have each year? The answer would be zero every single year. Now, we know it's a part of the NFL's business plan. Whenever you sell a season ticket, you also get preseason tickets. We know it's a chance for uh, NFL fans and pundits to see NFL and Talk about it, but in the grand scheme of things, teams are still trying to feel their way out through the entire first quarter of the season. So it's not like a preseason game and a half for your starters is really going to do anything. So players always hate preseason games, especially in this world. But he mentioned something that the NFL was talking about, which was very intriguing to me. If they only do one preseason game, that means at least half of the teams will not be able to test their protocols for fans coming into the stadiums. So if they do two preseason games, at least everybody could potentially have a home preseason game and test out their protocols for fans coming back in. That was something I had never thought of because for those teams that don't host the home preseason games and maybe their local ordinances are saying that you can have a certain percentage of fans in the stands, they don't get a chance to even test that out until game one. It would be nice, I think, to get a trial run for them. So maybe they'll do a seven-on-seven game or something and they'll need the boys in here to kind of take on anybody. But that was something I didn't even think of from a logistical standpoint from the NFL's point of view because I'm always thinking about from the players' perspective.
3: Yeah, but don't you think these teams, if you don't have a preseason game at home to run through your protocols, don't you think they could hold an inter-squad scrimmage one night and, and create a, create another preseason game almost? Like, hey, we're going to let 15,000 fans come to this game, and then you can run through everything the same way. But also, like, I don't have a whole lot of faith that there's going to be any fans in the stands once the game start, do you? NASCAR, man got to think about NASCAR. I think it's all going to be the states. And
0: this is, I mentioned this when I was talking to Charles Robinson. Robin Harris, the Harvey, no, Harvard, Ivy League. Oh,
3: yeah. <sighs> Harvard. Harvey, Harvey Weinstein?
4: No. no <laughs> Harvard plus How Ivy you? League equals Are you kidding Harvey? me? Don't do that. How
3: dare
4: I?
0: <laughs> <Legit>. <laughs> so the Ivy League executive director, she said that they postponed the football fall schedule of sports because the each individual campus's rules. And now the NFL is going to have to listen to each individual ordinances rule. So I think some places, Texas might be a little bit more open or more closed, depending on the cases. Other states might be more open, more closed. I think that'll depend on how many people are in the stands in each place. But Bristol, Tennessee had, what, 30,000 tickets sold for their NASCAR race, and that place was packed. Iowa, over the weekend, they had a bunch of fans in the stands for their IndyCar race. I would assume it's going to be different in a lot of different
3: places. So uh, yeah, I guess so. There's not going to be one like blanket rule for the NFL. It's just going to be, be hey, whatever your state is, where if you're in a hot zone, if you're not, whatever your governor is saying. Some people, so some games will have no fans, and some may have up to thirty thousand. You think?
0: I would assume, and maybe even more in some places, depending on the rules. But that's why each Ider uh, infectious disease emergency response plan is going to be, I think, custom to each individual team. So three of the thirty-two teams have said yes to their Ider that was in place. Uh, It was the Houston Texans, the Kansas City Chiefs, third name. To be announced at a later date. The other 29 have to do the same. This was the big question mark that the players had over the weekend in the hashtag #WeWantToPlay movement. Now, granted, there was other things they had questions about, but the infectious disease emergency response plan was questions one through four for almost all players. Three of the 32 teams have agreed to uh, conditions and guidelines for rolling back into work. And Chiefs and Texans are two of them because they have to report earlier. But I assume those are all revolving around the local ordinances as well so there's probably 32 different ones of those uh
3: if i had to guess so what you mentioned there's something that uh what his name name charles davis is that right robinson charles robinson charles davis just went to fox or just went to cbs is that right from Mm -hmm. fox the color color analyst yeah he's very
0: he has a lot of energy he was with um
3: tom branneman
0: was he with he, he was, was a Fox, with the right? Fox?
3: Now he's going to do NFL on on CBS. I think.
0: Good for him, by the way. Getting an NFL gig is good. He'll be good in there. I, I think he does well. But no, not him. It's fucking <laughs> Charles <laughs>
3: Robinson. Jeez. Okay. Good. I, I, I give you. Or I guess I, I forgive you for getting us off on that tangent. But he said you mentioned something about opt out. What's the opt out?
0: So the opt out is for players that don't want to play. So. There's, I guess, some players who have severe asthma who have texted amongst their teammates like, hey, I'm thinking about potentially opting out. The NBA, Adam Silver, they came out whenever they announced the bubble. They said, hey, if players don't want to come, there'll be no punishment. I would assume the NFL is going to have to do that, but that comes a lot of questions. Vesting. Salary cap, does it count as a year? Does it not count as a year for the player? What happens next year? Does their their contract just bump a year, or does that count as a year? I mean, there's going to be a lot that goes into that, especially if there's a lot of players that choose to opt out. I would assume if there's only a few, the NFL will figure it out. They'll be like, okay, for this guy, this guy. But if there's a, a pretty good list of humans that opt out, that's going to be another massive talking point that has to get figured out here in the next eight days. But, but... They said August 1st would be the opt-out date, so 28th reporting date for every team other than the Chiefs and Texans because the Chiefs and Texans are playing before everybody else. And then the opt-out date would be August 1st, so players could go see what it is for a couple of days and be like, well, this isn't for me, this isn't gonna be safe, and opt out. But the business conversation is gonna continue through the 48-day training camp. They're not gonna figure that out before training camp. Right now, it's all about the health code, guideline, protocol, get them back in the building, then we'll do the business conversation, but the opting out is going to be a massive sticking point for a lot of conversations, I think.
3: Yeah, it is. But how many guys do you think out of what, how many, is there 1,800 NFL players? There can't be that many guys that opt out. I forget. What is the number? Maybe
0: 1632 or something like that. Every once in a while, somebody will put out a tweet after they made a, a team and they'll be like, there's only 1,632 NFL players or something. 1696. 1696 there it is 1696 players out of how many do you think opt out and also out of how many opt out that people know
3: about like big name players i would guess under 10 players opt out i would think probably the same thing or it's going to be a landslide i think it's one way or the other yeah i mean i would think other things would have to have you'd have to be unhappy with everything to opt out don't you, think? you have to be worried about your health first but then it has to be like money business oh okay i don't think this is taking i don't know you have to be completely we never know either i guess every every individual has different situations going on at home whether your wife's pregnant whether someone in your you live with has uh some kind of uh, immune issues or whatever's going on so uh, yeah maybe it more but i can't see it being like just a ton of people opting out and, and sitting out the year i don't
0: think so either And I've told myself this numerous times. Remember, there will be a season, and it will happen. That stooge Rob Manford was able to figure it out. The NFL will be able to figure it out. Yes. And the MLB and the NFL are in the same world, not because their sports are anywhere near similar, but because the NBA and the NHL had games before the quarantine happened, so they've already handled a lot of their business. The MLB, though, had no games before the quarantine, and the NFL has had no games before the quarantine. So those two, from a business standpoint, have a lot more in common than the NBA and the NHL. And ultimately, at the end of the day, the business side of things normally slows things up, and Manfred was able to figure it out. So let's assume that Roger Goodell, new Roger Goodell, in his basement, Peanut M&M's will be able to figure it out as
3: well. Did you read the thing that they... um the minnesota vikings are doing like they talked They, i don't know if it was peter king whoever like went in and toured their whole facility with their trainer fuck that guy what 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 were you gonna say what's that what were you gonna say i need to hear what you're gonna say you're trying to interrupt me i want to let you give your time i was
0: trying to figure out whether or not i wanted to go on record of saying what i was gonna say so i backed out of it it's first time in my life i've ever used the
3: filter really i think we all know what you were gonna say
0: and some people might have heard me say it.
3: Anyways. <laughs> some people. Man. Well, it was. I guess it was enlightening to see all the protocols in place at this. So they they went around with the trainer and Sugarman, Sugar something, the guy's last name, whoever the main trainer in Minnesota is. Like the there's a big old thing parked in the parking lot before you go in. After you got to you got to get swabbed every single day. You're gonna. Have to answer questions on your phone. All these different like ten questions before you're allowed in for the day. But when you're there, masks have to be worn everywhere inside. There's plexiglass separating them. The seats are all lined up. Like there's so many things in place. There's uh, yeah, I guess there's and oh, and they mentioned like hey, everybody's gonna have to take part in like disinfecting rooms. And they have this crazy like. I don't They're know, really high end spray it. that they can spray tables down that like gets into the creases and the cracks. And they said even the GM Rick Spielman, he might be the guy disinfecting rooms at point times because there's only so many tier one or tier two employees that are allowed in those rooms. So it might like if you're the GM, you might see him in there with a spray bottle spraying down seats in the team meeting room. All right. Have to do all of this. But boys, when it's one-on-ones, you fucking hit each other, okay? (laughs) I want to
0: see sweat flying, okay? I want to see spit happening. Whenever we're goal line, I need to see bodies flying on top of bodies. When we're doing seven-on-seven corners, if you're not jamming and getting your hands all over the face of the wide receiver in the body, you're not going to make this team. But as soon as that's over, listen, masks everywhere. Plexiglass like your bubble boy around town, but whenever we get in goal line, need your motherfuckers to spit on each other's faces. Need it to happen. It all—it's all very. I don't know how any of it makes sense, AJ. None of it makes sense to me. I don't know how any of it makes sense.
3: It doesn't make any sense, but I, I mean, I guess you're they have to try. They have have to. to try to minimize the risk, right? Have so to. So that's it, that's their best case scenario. Like we're gonna try. They're gonna say, all right, yeah. Hey, these guys are gonna be hitting each other and sweating on each other in practice but we understand we have to do that to play football like that's how we get ready to play football that's how we actually play football but everything other than that we'll do whatever we can to try to keep them separated to try to keep them from spreading this once they're inside the building i guess i
0: wonder if the people who are like given the okay for like the protocols just know nothing about sports like probably yeah
3: like the mls is why would they If if they're living in this life this infectious disease life their whole for 40 years, why would they know anything about like the ins and outs of what goes on if, on, a, on a football team?
0: And I, I don't want to be the, the guy that, you know, sheds a light on this. But when I watch the MLS, I've said this numerous times on the show, they walk with masks on. Every one of them have masks on to the field. Then they play for 90 minutes. They have a hydration break where the bottles are. I mean, they're bumping into each other on the field. And then immediately. Has that
3: changed? Has the bottles changed? Are are trainers walking out with like the six pack of Gatorade bottles still? Is that how
0: I haven't paid attention close enough? I probably should. But they have a hydration break or whatever. But it's still they're bumping into each other. And then immediately masks go back on afterwards. And if they're testing everybody, what is the I don't know. It, it all contradicts each other. And I feel like the people that they're presenting these guidelines to are people who have never maybe seen the sports get played, like soccer. Like, oh, they'll just run around for 90 minutes. Yeah, they won't touch each other at all. Don't worry about it. So if they may mass on, you're good. Okay, now this is the one for football. We're thinking, listen to this. Listen to what we're doing here. We're putting plexiglass between each chair. We're doing all this. And then for practice, they just play practice for a little bit. And then we get right back into it. And the person's like, oh, yeah, that should be good. They're very good. That's very good. That, that should be good. It just. None of it makes sense to me. Not literally none of it makes sense to me, but if it's going to help us get back to sports in a safer fashion, I am in. I am 100%. Oh, yeah. in.
2: Do you think it would make a big difference if NFL teams were just like, yeah, we'll cover it no matter what if you guys do get sick because I feel like if they play, like there's just like a like they understand like hey, a lot of people are going to get covid probably.
0: Yeah, and that was the big thing of it not being non-sports-related injury if they get COVID. That was in the initial proposal. I think that was even a part of the 35% escrow proposal, which I hope were passed. both of those things. I would assume that the NFL Players Association will not allow the players back in if they keep with the COVID thing as a non-football-related injury. We're not going to cover it. We're not going to take care of it. I assume that has to get thrown out the window. But it is a very interesting point. Like When the guys go home away from practice... And they get food or do this,
3: and they're in it. like and they're not in go, a bubble. They're not in a bubble. Like they could spread it to their family. Their family could give it to them, and they could spread it to the team. Like there's so many different ways they can get it.
0: Well, and the test, the test. You know, the good news is you don't get the results for like two, three days. So if you, if you, and you, you fail a test, you don't know until tomorrow's tomorrow potentially, and you're just bouncing around today. Oh, there's a lot of questions, but hey, we're gonna get back. Roger Goodell figured it out. Rob Manfred figured it out. Roger Goodell will figure it out somehow. I have faith in my
3: commissioner. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you were John Rom yesterday, would you have would you have dapped Big Jack Nicholas up and given him a big hug right there on eighteen? You know, I I would say
0: yes, just because I don't think I would ever have a chance to do that to Jack Nicholas, so I would just naturally say yes. But I do believe that if I see an older person, especially in the world that we're currently in, I attempt to walk very far away from him as i don't want to be the person that potentially does something here that could jeopardize some things so the fact that nicholas was just bouncing around oh me and my wife had this thing in march yeah we just kind of laid low for a month or whatever we're good (laughs) the fact that he was just bebopping i wish i would have heard that story by the way i wish i would have heard that jack nicholas had it and just survived no problem because the only thing i heard is if if you're older and you get it it night, wins. Night, night. See ya. Jack Nicholas and his wife were like, On contraire, mon young freres. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I'm good. And then he's he asked me to wear a mask here. I want you to be able to see my mouth. Okay. This is what's going on. I don't know what i I'm, probably a fist bump. I probably would have done fist bump, I guess, in the situation that we're currently in. And then I would have said, Jack, you don't give a fuck. Oh. Huh? Okay. And that's probably what I would have said.
3: That's probably the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I know Jack said he would he Jack would have shaken. Before they, when they were interviewing him during the back nine or whatever, he's like, "Yeah, if, whoever wins, I'll absolutely shake their hand if they want to. I understand if they don't want to shake hands, I'll give them an elbow fist bump." And I guess Rom said it on the fist bump. He didn't know Rom had to know that Jack had it back in March, didn't he? Because Tiger came out after and said, "Oh yeah, I knew, I knew Jack and Barbara had this already." Like he said it after his round. I think Tiger and Jack are really tight, though, right? I don't know if Rom and Jack are tight. No, yeah, probably not. Rom's only, what, 25
0: years old? Mm -hmm. He looks like he's damn near 40, but that guy, if he's only 25 years old, he's going to be a problem in the golf world. He didn't even play Uh anywhere near his best golf coming down the stretch there, and he took a two-stroke penalty for some bullshit call, and he still won by multiple strokes. Good for Rom, dude. Good for Rom. Yeah,
3: world number one golfer now, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Only four players have wins in each of the past four seasons. Rom, JT, JT. Dustin Johnson, and our big meathead friend,
5: D. Did you see it at 10 on Friday? Yeah, to get Tiger
0: he in. He got Tiger in. Yeah. Right? I don't want to say I've been saying this, but I've been saying this. He does a lot of thinking. There's a lot of thinking in Shambo's game, which has been to his benefit— and anything that involves like free moving, like kicking and punting is one, pitching is one, I assume batting is one, golf is another one. Anytime you start overthinking things, that can almost catch you up sometimes. And I always said DeChambeau does a lot of thinking, and it's impressive that he's able to think that much and still perform something that revolves around one sixteenth of an inch being wrong, because once you get in your head a little bit, that can, you know, paralysis by overanalysis. We found it with that 10, got a little over analysis, a little paralysis, guy couldn't hit a fucking golf shot, gets our guy Tiger in though, so I'm thankful for it. Meathead's back next week, I assume, and he's gonna hit the
3: ball even further with anger from that 10 that he put up and got him out of their cut. How big do you think he gets? I know he he originally put on 20 pounds, and then now he's put on 40 pounds in total, I guess, from whenever he started this weight gain. Like, you think he gets Is he, he looking like, like
0: that? Pounds? Oh! oh
1: mm-hmm. No
3: way! Whoa. No way! So do you buy your shorts and then cut them? No, they come cut, they come cut. You buy them an American Eagle cut like that, that's short too?
0: No, well they're riding high because my quads are so big, so you gotta pull them down a little bit, you see? <laughs> Ride high, boy. You see? and then But they come up if you really want to give a little, hey ho! <laughs> How you doing? How we doing? Ready. Keep it moving. Um, Did you see LeBron's rookie card went for $1.8 million? I know you're a big collector. How do you feel about that?
3: Yeah, what idiot bought
0: that? I went on a four or five minute rant about how stupid this person has to be then I started feeling bad thinking that there's probably collectors that watch the show and I'm like well I have respect for it I guess but are you kidding me with this I strive to be at a point in my life where I can drop 1.8 million dollars on what a four inch piece of cardboard paper that has a picture of a guy in an autograph I hope so so bad congrats to the person winning this and congrats to LeBron who's sitting on probably four or five of these things at the house knowing he's got another ten million dollars just sitting in a Shoebox underneath his bedroom, his fifth bedroom, or whatever.
3: Well, don't you with cards? Don't you always? I'm always skeptical when someone says, "Oh, that's a Nolan Ryan rookie card." That thing is going to be—it's worth five hundred thousand dollars. I'm saying, all right, I don't care what a book says. I don't care what the internet tells you, like, until you find someone to pay you that money. That's absolutely not true. So. I'm shocked that this actually went for 1800000 million. I'm just curious, could this guy turn around and sell it for $2 million, Or does he have to sit on this thing for 20 more years, wait till LeBron gets in the Hall of Fame and wins a couple more rings, and then he can make some money?
0: Gary V put up a tweet years ago. Okay,
3: okay.
4: <laughs> <a funny> <laughs> Seriously? Oh, Seriously, AJ?
3: Jeez. AJ. AJ. I'm just doing that for Ty. What was right? that? <laughs> was what was that, AJ? Once Ty hears that, he just checks out for the rest of the show. So I'm just trying to keep Ty involved. <laughs> Oh no, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I will not sit here no. for this slander. uh uh-uh. Don't be jab- Are you jab Are you trying to jab me and
0: right hook me? What? <laughs> no, what I'm telling you is right Gary right. V said in what year was this? Can you scroll down and see what year this was posted? August 6, 2019, okay? 1 year ago. He goes. This is a big deal. Check out LeBron James, two thousand three to two thousand four tops Chrome rookie one eleven PSA ten available on StockX. Look back at this tweet on July twelfth, twenty twenty two. We're looking back on July 20th, 2020, and all of a sudden that picture you just talk about, $1.8 million. I assume if Gary, who bought this or didn't buy this, they're sitting on it for two more years, this LeBron thing is going to be worth even more somehow because somebody's going to get rich. Somebody's going to hit a lottery. Somebody's business is going to get hot. And they're going to be a massive LeBron James fan and say, oh, I need one of his rookie cards. That'll cost $2 million.
3: No problem. Let me shit that out real quick. Worth it. I mean, it would be nice, I guess, to have that kind of money where you – Spend one point eight mil on a card. I I would love to see how you justify that, like with your financial people or your spouse or whoever else you're you're around. But yeah, you must. These people aren't
0: justifying anything. You got to remember, Irsay, used to take off in his chopper like three a.m. just go to the grocery store. I, I don't think there's any like. I don't think there's with the people that are spending this amount of money on stuff. I don't think there's any like checks and balances for like, hey, I'm gonna do this. It's like, hey, I'm gonna do this. Figure out how we do it quicker.
3: You know what I mean? Like that is the. You're right. Like, hey, you want to uh, you want to buy a LeBron rookie card or would you like to buy a nice mid-sized private jet? Hold uh, on, Let's think about <laughs> that. One. What did Ursae tell me?
0: Ursae had one of the greatest quotes of all time. Whenever yeah, cool. he and I talked about me retiring, it was like an hour and a half conversation that was just amazing. Just one of the most insightful, hilarious conversations I've ever had. But then we got to me being uh, like a boss, you know, because I was going to be running my own operation. And he was like, are you going to be able to make the decisions, brother? Because when you fire one person, what are you doing? You're firing their whole family. You're firing their kids. But, but, but. On the flip side, you're opening up a spot to hire somebody and hire their family. Like, So which way do you look at it? If people are optimists. people are pessimists. You're either glass half full, glass half empty type of guy. I've always said, you get a smaller cup, that thing's filled to the top, isn't it? Then we don't really have to ask the questions. It's like big decisions, I got one right now. Do I wanna rent a yacht in the Caribbean or do I wanna rent a 757 and live like a chic? I don't know, we gotta make the decision by tomorrow though, brother, I don't know. These are big decisions, do you wanna make these decisions? And I was like, Yes, I would like to have to make those decisions. (laughs) It was amazing. But he is a guy who's trying to restore music history, Mm -hmm. and like he views himself as like, uh, I don't want to say like a museum, but that's why he buys a lot of this stuff is like to preserve and all that. I would assume the person that's collecting these sports cards is some museum collector who wants to see everything get handled well. But as the years go on and LeBron accomplishes more, I'd assume that price is only going to go
3: up. Yeah, so I guess the guy – I mean, you can't really call whoever bought it an idiot if it's going to be worth – I guess – no, I mean, whatever. If you have $1.8 million to throw around and buy a LeBron James rookie card, cool. More power to you, I guess. Congrats. You've won. You won the hustle. By the way, I think you picked a 757 and live like a shake if you're Irsay, now that I've thought about it. I have to. It. Have you ever seen he the- could get both. Don't you think he could do both? Yeah
0: yeah but i think it was one particular trip that was happening that weekend and they hadn't made a decision yet what they were going to do and he Yacht felt in- stressed about it by the way and I, I was i was trying to help him but
1: yeah kids
3: would also be nice
0: i'm assuming he's done it before yeah he's got three daughters they're all part of the uh team now
3: okay oh i saw them i think i've seen them in the tunnel don't don't they come around with him on game day
0: i believe his oldest daughter carly started running the day-to-day operations kaylin is the youngest she does like uh uh, I think she does a lot of community stuff for the Colts. And then the middle daughter, uh, she has a couple businesses. She runs with her husband, A.J. Foyt, uh, mm-hmm. the youngest. A.J. Foyt, the indie car driver? Yeah, his son's son, though, I think. Or maybe his son. I don't know, yeah, but they're all involved. But Ursay, legend, he's somebody who, if he was into sports cards, would have bought that thing up Ooh. yesterday probably for $4 million and just said, <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah,
3: awesome. doesn't he buy old, like, like guitars that John Lennon used to play and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. He put the entire Beatles back together. He said, he's got like a, a Ringo star drum wow. set. He's got a guitar from McCartney and Lennon. And he's got like an entire setup. Yeah. He, he spent, but he views himself, I believe, and this is speak, this might be speaking out of turn, but he views himself as like a preserver of music history. Almost like he bought, uh, he's bought a bunch of, I think he's got some of Prince's stuff. Hendrix, he's got, I mean, uh Hendricks stuff. Like he has a bunch of stuff. So he has like a museum. I think that he's creating. That's just kind of, either in his house or in a Colts facility somewhere. I've never seen him.
3: I get it, man. Hey, he's keeping their music alive. Why not? He, he loves it. Does he play those instruments too? Oh, he can shred the guitar now. Really? Hey, Ursay can shred the guitar.
0: Doesn't get enough respect for being a billionaire who can shred on a guitar.
3: Did he, wait, did, did he take over his dad's company? Is that how everything started?
0: I'm not 100% sure. I know that his dad sold him the Colts when he was like 30-something. Ooh, so he became okay. like the youngest owner and general manager, I think, at the same time. And he was friends with all the rock stars. So, I mean, that Jim Mercer's life, if he was to ever write a book, just from the hour and a half conversation that I had with him, if he was to ever write a book, I think that would be a, a bazillion times bestseller because he's, he's linked to everybody and everything,
3: basically. Do a documentary on him. Follow him around for like two years. I would watch that. Make that a four part documentary, docu series. I think that would be awesome. If he was, if he gave like complete access to his real life,
0: he would. I've been telling people close to him that he should be doing that stat because I think a lot of people don't know Jim Irsay. They just obviously see the headlines every couple of years that pop up that aren't always the most flattering. But if you meet him as a person, it's just like, this guy is a legend. Just an absolute legend of a man. And the stories are, that chopper to the grocery store at 3 a.m., they had to get a city ordinance that <laughs> he couldn't take off his fucking helicopter from his backyard I anymore. he milk, brother. During certain hours. <laughs> It was fucking awesome. It was awesome. I just found it right here. He spent $137,000 for the um, Prince thing. It was originally worth $30,000, so he put another $100,000 on top so he made sure he could get it. Look into the uh, Ringo Starr drum set, too. I believe there's a drum set that's over a million he spent. It's interesting because you would be in like some of my friends are in the middle of negotiations with the Colts. You know, and they're like telling him like, Oh, we can't give you another fifty grand or whatever, and then as that's happening, news drops. Ursay just bought a two million dollar drum set, and it's like, well, wait a fucking minute. Two point two mil. Yeah, two point two million, yeah. <laughs> it looks wow. good.
3: Did he buy it from Ringo or was it from some other collector already? I have no idea. Doesn't matter. I mean it's He not had a guy
0: that was, was literally like just there to do his like he was like a music expert or a guitar expert. And he his job was to go around and legitimize things and put a price on it for Jim and all that. I don't know I don't know if he still works for him, but yeah, there was a while there where Jim was trying to collect every piece of musical history there was.
3: And- hey, what do you think of the uh, yesterday, the coordinated effort from like some of the big stars to tweet almost the same thing at the same time about the, the the new league year coming in there, the worries that they have heading into it? The hashtag we want to play. Is that what the hashtag was? Oh, I like that you just didn't Did even
0: have time to to even <laughs> didn't even have time to look into what the message was. Yeah, so Byron Jones, corner for the Miami Dolphins now, formerly of the Cowboys is allegedly the one that was spurring the entire mission to everybody tweet what J.J. Watt tweet basically, which is we want to play because the players, and this is awesome, I believe the players have learned from their previous mistakes during negotiations that they always end up in the bad side of PR because it's always them saying no as opposed to their reasons saying no. So the tweets basically this entire weekend were, hey, we want to play, but we need this thing to work out from a medical health standpoint and make sense for all of us because we're all coming from different areas i think it was a smart idea i think it kind of it kind of piggybacked off the mlb players saying tell us when and where we want to play now you got all the big stars doing it and as of last night three teams confirmed what a lot of they were asking about which is the uh infectious disease emergency response plan so i feel like we're getting you know steps in the right direction but i believe this is going to get publicly ugly for a little bit before we completely figure it out but i like it i don't mind it i think it was just like what the MLB players did tell us when and where and that was looked at as being a genius idea so this one i feel like is a good idea too let the fans know we want to play just want to be smart about it you
3: no know, when i first saw this i was like oh this seems kind of like it's not organic it seems like too many people got involved but then, the more I thought about it, the more I look at it even now. Like, I like it. I think it's the players are trying to take some power back. The players are trying to show like, hey, we have you can't just push us around and throw us in the camp when we don't agree with a lot of this. So I guess like JJ's tweet really, I guess, lays out exactly like why they don't feel that comfortable. And I, I yeah, I guess. That's good. It's good for the players to have this kind of power. That's why social media is awesome for players. We get to hear directly from them. They don't have to set up a press conference and talk to the local Channel 5 News to, to tell us what they, what they need to know or want us to know.
0: And now on the flip side, social media gives a lot of people a chance to answer these players. And uh, a lot of people on their side, hey... We want you to play as well and be safe, guys. We're pulling for you. We appreciate you caring, you know, about your safety and your family. And then on the flip side, a lot of people get a chance to tell them they're a bunch of spoiled brats. And you need to shut the fuck up and get back in the building and work. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that is, that is what people are doing. Are oh lot, like, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, oh yeah. There's people a lot of that, but that's what social media what, does. Just
3: shut up and play. Like, hey, we don't care. Like, we don't care about your health concerns. Just shut up and get out there. There's a lot of that. Yeah, Pretty much. Yeah. That's what
0: the internet is, though. I mean, that's you always, always get that.
3: You always I understand that with with professional athletes, they get paid so much money, like. I understand to look at them like they're not human beings. I I get it, but you're still wrong when you say that.
0: And I like the fact, like you mentioned, this is the first time the players have ever gotten out in front of something in a PR standpoint and say, this is what we are upset about. As opposed to the pundits assuming what the players are mad about and definitely getting information from the NFL about what they're offering. Now the players are getting out and saying, hey, we got a problem with this. 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 this. You can see why we're potentially concerned. We wanna play, but this is what we got. I think this was a smart effort by everybody. Now. Byron Jones telling the rest of the NFLPA to follow suit with what J.J. Watt did, I think was also a good idea. But J.J. Watt's tweet all by itself, because he is J.J. Watt, anything he says is going to be listened to and retweeted. I think this was a brilliant strategy from Jump. And uh, I hope that, you know, maybe some people can see why the humans are a little bit worried and also see this is what we have to get over for there to be a season. It feels like a lot of this could potentially be settled, and hopefully it will be able to.
3: Well, I would imagine a lot of the issues, uh-oh, I lost the light. A lot of the uh, issues going on. you know on why? Would Why what? Well, you, know you
0: brought up that judge earlier. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh,
3: yeah. They're oh, in your system, dude. Kind yeah. of have the light. Comes,
4: um, power. Don't you think a lot
3: of it has to be the owners like, okay, we're going to lose all this revenue from, we're not going to get the gate, we're not going to have people in, in the stadium, most likely. If we do, it'll be a much lower than normal. And then, oh, my lights keep going um, on. You're right. I, start, I shouldn't have talked up, about it. Uh, oh This is your fault. They're in the house. Oh, my God. Who? They're what is that house. behind
0: you in the window? Oh, yeah. And then you went after Gary V.
3: You're right. Gary got me. Jab, jab, left hook. He got me. Jab, <laughs>
0: jab, <laughs> jab. <laughs> jab. Hey, free, Ryan, content, no. free content, free content, free content. What are you guys laughing about, dude? Jesus. Free content, dude. free content, free content. Oh. Free content, free content oh. my shit. Ah. <laughs> ah. Are you serious right now? <laughs> Come on, Tony. <laughs> Come on, guys.
4: It's a <laughs> hustler. Hey, good jabs, Tony. Thanks, man. People like Joe Buck wouldn't Gary Vee in the chat, though. I will say that.
3: Joe Buck's a weapon. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Wait, wait, what do you say people like Joe Buck what? More oh, than Gary Oh, come v. V.
0: on. Why are we doing this? Why are we turning this into a toxic fest? <laughs> Forgot, <laughs> <that>. Forgot that. Forget <laughs>
3: that. Right hook mode. But no, aren't the owners worried about, okay, the players are saying we need testing every day, right? Every day. What are you doing with your hand? Still don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah.
0: Gary Vee's five-time New York Times bestseller, bro. What the fuck are you (laughs) doing? Are you you hating on Gary Vee? Vee? (laughs) You guys are hating
3: on a bestseller, dude? Five times, baby. That was a Gary Vee thing. That's why you're just casually throwing it out there (laughs) for me. I had no idea. Yeah, because you guys are haters, dude. I don't like it. Five times. I'm not hating on them. I would never hate
0: it. I respect the hustle. I really do. Yeah. I'm happy you do, because it sure feels like you were trying to spin quite a web over here of hate (laughs) to the boys. I'm just trying
3: to. I'm just trying to wake Ty up a little bit, get him going.
0: It's not even just Ty. I mean, it, it is a Gary Vee was one of the guys who I go into my office, I come back, holy shit, what
5: happened? <laughs> you
0: know, and I just I don't like it, so we just stay away from that subject. Five time. Whoa, whoa! Put your broken ass fingers up on that other side. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, you it's God. disgusting. God. Okay. What a oh, freak. This guy is a oh. two and a
4: half time. He's
3: a freak. Oh.
4: What the hell? These dude. three work.
3: These three work well.
4: What about the other two, the claw.
3: Don't worry about the other two. <laughs> can
4: you shut your hands?
3: <laughs> yeah, I can shut them. Kind of. Nice. Oh my, oh my oh God!
1: Oh my
3: God! Oh my God! That right That's a serious fist on the right. So almost gross. Index finger. In.
0: Was that from a jersey? Yeah.
3: I don't know. Who oh. knows life? Herb Street. Herbie, Herbie got me you're right
0: is it hold on so you don't you don't remember
3: when you dislocated your ring finger to not which point point the same direction as all your other fingers no my this ring finger i told you they had to take a ligament out of my wrist and bolt it into my finger here i told you my finger was sideways for like four months this one (laughs) what was
0: it from (laughs) was Was it from a
3: jersey uh it was a jersey or a helmet i don't know did you finish the game yeah, I finished the season, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that Hawk difference right there. Oh! I, I, I buddy taped it to this pinky finger, that this pinky that doesn't work, and I just buddy taped these two so I had two dead guys for the rest of the year and then got it fixed after the season.
0: How come D-Lyman do the Vader thing?
3: Well, they're because pro- they probably have either the ring finger or their pinkies all dislocated and messed up, so you have to buddy tape it to kind of pull them together and, and not leave that one hey. JPP.
0: Hey, responsibility buddies. You and me get through this game together, okay? <laughs> You and me get through this game together. I never had to do that, by the way. I've uh,
3: I've shed a few tackles and blocks, but
0: my fingers all remain the same because I'm an athlete.
3: Your fingers look good. I don't. I mean, that's good for you. I'm glad. But don't you think the owners are going to make the players pay for these <laughs> daily testing if you want it? As your, I don't know. Aj, let's doing. play it's a game.
0: Of- let's call. Let's play a game. Let's see who's more athletic. Put your hands up.
3: Put your hands I up. Can't put him, my 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 camera's not wide enough. I got to put my hands. up. All
0: right, up. put. Uh, <laughs> Put two fingers down on each hand. Ready? Go! All right. Boom. Got it.
3: <laughs> oh, these I can put these down.
1: Nah.
0: <laughs> you literally, literally have that claw long. in the uh, the the game. The, uh, the claw the, machine. The, the, the fucking the, the toy machine. Mm-hmm.
3: The claw machine it. is your hand. We're good. I got it. Two down each. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are much better than a lot of people's. I don't think so. Booger. You ever seen Booger's fingers? Oh, true. Ah.
0: Defense alignment there. That thing had a lot of grabbing and feeling in there. You're right. Hey, can I say something about Booger McFarlane, by the way? Please do. Booger McFarlane got a lot of heat on Monday Night Football. Right, both the Boogermobile was
3: something that was loved early. That's not in- his fault though. Boogermobile is not his fault. I like, agree. You can say whatever you want. That's ESPN.
0: That's not him. Concur. He goes into the booth after Jason Witten retires and goes back to football. He gets a lot of hate because him and Tess, whatever, couldn't find it. Him as a pundit, like an analyst, the opinion oh, yeah. guy on Get Up. Unbelievable! Amazing! I am very yeah. like I never seen him on those shows before, which I guess is what he did before he became a game commentator. He's
3: unbelievable on there. Really? What's like? What I, I guess I haven't seen him. What What makes him stand out?
0: Just good. Not scared to get into it. He explains things very like I enjoy him as a pundit. And to be honest, I, I think I've never seen him play that role before. <laughs> what was that? What just happened over there?
3: Can you hear anything? This mic picks up one. Yeah, it oh, yeah, yeah. up. Was that a kid? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Give us the claws. <laughs> little <hop.
4: laughs> Coming at you.
0: Dad's coming at you. <laughs> Anyways, sorry about this, but I, I think Booker deserves a little bit more love because just like Jason Witten in the booth, people forgot how good Jason Witten was on the football field i think there's a chance that people forget about booger how good he's very good in that morning role where he's i thought he was unbelievable to be honest the
3: other day that's good he probably feels most comfortable in that role don't you think is that where he came from i don't know what he was doing before monday night that's
0: what everybody said but i never watched those shows he was on mike and mike all the time yeah he was good he was fucking really good i was like okay here's booger shining
3: good and i saw Golic. um Older Golick is staying with Goblin. ESPN at least for a while. Did he say he's going to be calling games for He's getting into games? college football, I think. Mm-hmm. But college football, yeah, we have no idea what's going to happen with
0: it this fall. Not going to happen. But he's going to do something with it. I thought he was going to ride off into the sunset. He had a hell of a send-off, too. But I, guess I didn't. He's not
3: going off on his own, though. He, it's not his decision. So I don't know why he would want to. You thought he would ride off when he's, he's being pushed out? You think he's being? I did not know he's being pushed out. Yes. I Yes. Well, first off, he didn't want Mike and Mike to end, but Greenberg got his own gig, got paid a ton of money, built a studio for him. So then he gets put with Trey. He and Trey are doing a show. Their contract's up. They don't get renewed. Whether Go gets renewed to do games or not, I don't know. But he's not, this wasn't like, all well, like, hey, I'm good. I'm going to pack it in and call it a day.
0: I did not know that. Until right now, I did not know that. Because the farewell was so massive on the internet, I just assumed that it was a thing. I did not know.
3: What you just told me is brand new news to me. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to speak for him, but I know it wasn't like he's like, oh, hey, they offered me another five year extension. I said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go right off into the sunset. I'm happy with just doing whatever. Like, no, that's not how it ended.
0: Bro, two and a half decades of waking up at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., talking for four hours a day. That's a hell of a commitment. I did not know that it ended. I thought it was, I thought it was. You know, amicable gumdrops and uh, you get what, it. You, talk, you ever
3: ask Greeny about it? He and Greeny, it sounds like they don't get along anymore.
0: I know. I only talk to Greeny about whatever stupid shit I'm about to say or what happened in his life. You know, I try to keep it all very fluffy. You're like, hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. You told the producers to have me on. I won't fuck it up for you. All right, let's have a good one. Cool shoes, by the way, you're wearing Louboutins for like the 40th straight day. You have so much money. Let's have a good time. That is that's how me and Greeny operate. I, I, I did not know that about Golik. I had no idea.
3: And like I said I don't want to speak for him but Chuck, yeah, you just he, did I know oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you just did. I def- I, I definitely did uh, allegedly that's what I have been led to believe and how this has played out for him. You ever met Golik? Yeah, I've met him once or twice over the years. He's, everyone everyone that's ever come in contact with him loves him. he's a great dude. He's been he was great when I met him. I don't think I've
0: ever met him in person. I saw him at a blackjack table once in Arizona. He was playing at a table over here. He was winning. So I was happy for him. It was a pretty good atmosphere. And then I met his son down at Baylor Mm. before college game day. He was very nice. So I've never met him officially. Um, Super
2: Bowl very briefly. Super Bowl in
0: front of the hotel. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. So I have met him. He was very nice to us. I would be a miserable old man if I had to wake up for 25 years at 3 (laughs) a.m. I don't know how he still does it. Good for him.
3: And his son is is doing radio just in the afternoon now. Is that right, Junior?
0: I'm not sure. I I should pay attention more.
4: Well, did know. him and Fitzmagic get the show?
0: Him and Fitzmagic uh, are ge- doing the morning right now because Golik and Wingo, I believe, are on vacation. I'm not sure. Yeah. Who's Fitzmagic? Uh,
5: yeah. Junior, I j- oh, believe, I just saw was 47.
4: Excuse me?
3: You who know Fitzmagic, the quarterback, is on radio now? Oh, come on. Yes. Come on. Oh, You know who Fitz Magic is? Jason Fitz. Fidler. Jason Fitzmagic. Fiddler on the roof.
0: Fiddler. From- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, so they're doing the morning show together. Now, Mike, they're doing Mike and Mike? Mm-mm. Yeah,
0: last week they were. I don't know if that's because Golick and oh. Wingo are maybe on vacation, but when the new lineup comes for radio, it is...
3: It's,
5: uh, the morning show is Keyshawn, Jay Williams, and Zubin. and then it Oh, goes... Jay
0: Will sent me a message this weekend to message him back. I did not do that. This is me going on record... To rem- somebody to remind me to message Jay yep. mm-hmm. got it. 10 to noon is Levitard,
5: and then Greeny oh, goes noon to 2, and then 2 to 4 is Kellerman, and then it's Gold Jr., 4 to 7, and then Spain and Fitz, and then Freddie and Fitzsimmons, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m.
0: Okay, they got a full full line. That's a long day.
3: Yeah. It's a full radio lineup. You know what What's EMB that, centers? Ty?
0: What was the... Did you hear Ty with the...
3: <laughs>
4: What's that all about? Well, A, it is a long day, and B, man, ESPN radio has changed quite a bit, hasn't it? <laughs>
3: What is Ty's problem? <laughs> From what? What did it used to be? What is it now? What do you mean, Ty? Oh.
0: I think that's a good lineup. I, you don't. We don't know how any of those shows are going to be. Maybe the shows are going to be great. And I would assume all of them are expecting that. But radio, I feel like, is a potential very difficult thing just to be your entire... Now, maybe ESPN's radio is different because it's on, like, what, 500 stations or whatever? Mm-hmm. But it feels like radio is a tough one. And we're somebody that has a radio show every single day. Radio is... I see the exact amount of money that radio shows make, and I'll be intrigued to see how they do that. That's a stacked lineup there.
3: Yeah, it is. I know. I don't know why Ty thinks differently, but yeah. well, Ty's negative. I well, and I, I
4: wasn't making any comments about the talent that they have out there. Okay, I'm just saying that's a long <laughs> fucking day on the radio. That's hey, all. Hey, Ty, I'm why, er,
3: why is uh? Er, Wise Diggs was really staring intently just right at I was interested to hear what that. he said.
0: Because yeah, those are the toxic twins. Yeah. No, no, no. Those man. two are the toxic no, 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 Tony, no, you're no. beating the NASA's Wait, fake Trump.
3: Your, your toxic, toxicity. Oh, no, you they're agree, both equally
0: bunyan? terrible. They're both, and they just do Probably it in the worst two in the office. Too. No, oh, I and mean, there's no so no one so one the toxic trio oh, chiming so in well, wherever he fucking can. I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm friends with a lot of those people that are doing that <laughs> radio lineup, and I think they are going to be good. But radio is a tough avenue right now huh? in the world that we're currently in. That is a tough, tough avenue. Very tough. I agree. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I agree with you. This place is despicable.
3: You think Max, Co- Max Coleman now, he has his own radio show, 10 to 2, is that what you said, or 2 mm-hmm. to 4? No, they
0: moved Levitard to 10 to noon, and then Greenie. Yeah, is- they cut an hour.
3: Levitard had to give an hour back because of Greenie. Do you think he wanted to, or do you think they forced no. him to? I don't think he wanted to. Absolutely.
5: Yeah, Levitard's not. ten to noon, and then Greeny's noon to two, and then Kellerman's two to four.
0: Hmm. Greeny's going hmm. fucking long haul. Jesus. That's a long day for Greeny.
3: It is, yeah. And it's his radio show is just him, right? Just him. nobody he has no co-host. Seems like it. Wow. He's a pro. Hey, he's a pro. He did it for twenty five years at two in the morning. So he built he built something out of nothing with Mike and Mike. So he's gonna continue that and grow his own show. him
0: walking into that pre-production meeting 6 a.m he's got a little breakfast meal that shows up there and his Louboutins walking in there it is incredible to watch him work I mean it is it's next because the producers for get up they had a pre-production meeting right to potentially go over what could potentially be in the show. Then an hour later, the talent is also there, including Greenie. And you watch, you watch the pre-producers. Now, they are a very talented group, obviously. But if Greenie does not agree with the way something should go, watching him kind of maneuver that ship through like, oh yeah, that I understand what you're saying is very important, but I think boom, 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 and then bang, 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 boom, 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 boom. And it's like, all right, everybody's just got to catch up here. This is Greeny working. And that show, the Get Up show, has gone like this. Now okay. he's adding an extra two hours of him just... Is he going to do it from the Get Up set, you think? Is he going to stay there? Maybe, Maybe. from his house. Maybe. Is he do it from his house? Is there,
2: there, is there like a radio studio there outside of the... There is.
0: That's where... Um, um uh, jalen and jacoby do oh, okay. they do okay. their show from that area over there it's a real nice setup real nice where real... has he been doing the show recently he's doing at his house he does sports center at night where oh, his yeah, he has his room. bride posts photos of him working by the way Greeny never stops working is what i've learned yeah. if you follow along with his wife. She just posts photos of him at all times, just on his phone, typing something. And their dog Phoebe is one of the cutest dogs of all time. But there's a reason Greeny is who he is. I would assume he's they're gonna set up a studio probably at his house and wherever the hell he wants. Radio's not that hard, right? You just need one of those little box things that plugs in. Pretty much, yeah. We can't But is this shit. show being
3: simulcast on ESPN plus or on ESPN U or whatever?
0: I have no idea. I have no clue.
3: Have That's no- the only time I see any I know of any ESPN radio shows because it's on TV. Like I, I've never like tuned it up in my dial in my car. Like it's
0: 1985. Oh no! What? Oh uh, no! Oh, no. Oh,
4: what?
0: what is it? There has. Oh no! Oh no! Somebody's already <laughs> tweeted about your guys' toxicity towards Gary V, and <laughs> oh, I, I would oh, not geez. stand. I do not even like the opinions of that person and everybody else in here. Do not reflect that of the man's YouTube channel that we are currently on.
3: Me? Well, I didn't say anything about Gary Vee. I just brought his name up. You started. Yeah, you stirred the pot, on, AJ. AJ. I said his name, and I mentioned something about his five-time New York Times bestsellers on, on the market. Like hold, what you, hold How was that slander? Hold up. hold up the fives, baby. Fives up. Fives up.
0: Fives up. Look at that
3: pinky. Five, yeah.
0: It's four and a half there, bro. <laughs> that hand's
3: good. No, this hand's a little
0: worse. Hey, um, before we get into any other super important sports talk that we've been doing here for the last hour or so,
3: We had a lot of great sports talk. You're right. You laughing at?
0: You know, people can listen to it right now, and if they aren't listening to them with their Raycon E25 earbuds, they're doing it wrong. It'll sound better with your friends at Raycon. And by the way, Raycon half the price of the other premium wireless earbuds Mm. and they have the same boom booms the same quality the same bluetooth pairing seamlessly the same everything half the price that's what you like to call a win-win-win all w's five times like gary v hell
4: yeah hell yeah
0: raycon offers wireless earbuds in a range of fun colors and patterns they're super comfortable and come with a variety of fit options the compact carrying case that everybody will have once you order the raycon e25 earbuds it can charge your earbuds four times in a single charge unlike some of your other wireless options raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no stupid ass dangling wires or stems great for video chats podcasting and anything else you could potentially need to listen to something in a very high quality fashion. Yep. Ain't I right? It's perfect. Yep. Perfect. Raycon earbuds are about half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing as the other top audio brands. Raycons are great for working from home, working out, listening to music, podcasts, whatever you could potentially need to listen to something. The Raycon Everyday E25 earbuds are the best model for it. Six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design. It gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. So let's take two stats from this ad read and put them together. The carrying case can charge it four times in one day. Mm -hmm. And the Raycons can last you six hours each time they're charged. You do the math. That's 24 hours of playtime with one charge of the Raycon charging case. That's better than anything else you're going to get anywhere near time. (laughs) Wow. it's incredible. Uh, new fun colors and the noise isolating fit is a real thing you go to rake, buyraycon.com forward slash sports talk and you'll get 15% off your order so it's already half the price of the other premium you'll get an extra 15% wow. off when you go to buyraycon.com forward slash sports talk that's buyraycon.com forward slash sports talk for 15% off your order see why Snoop DwG Cardi B Melissa Etheridge Brandy and our friend Swish J.R. Smith L.A. Laker are obsessed with Raycon's you Will as well. com forward slash sports talk.
3: Is that the show? I don't know. It might be. Okay. I still feel jacked? You still feel as jacked as you did at the beginning of this show? Hey, cool glasses. Cool glasses. Cool
4: glasses. You cool glasses. tell me, AJ. Yo! Welcome to the jungle.
3: Hey, how, how, um, I mean, I am I'm a just curious. <laughs> I have and not the voice seen may be able lighting. to answer me, but how quickly did you see yourself on the monitor when you walked in this morning and start flexing because you felt good about the lighting and how you were looking? Uh, to be honest,
0: not until we started this show mm-hmm. have I noticed how good the lighting is here. Probably gonna have to set up a little bit of an IG shoot, maybe. Hey, nice, so good idea. Know. AJ, do you know if people were to watch this show, they were like, ah, two middle linebackers talking about <laughs> sports.
3: No, I would be the punter. You'd be the middle lineman. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that
0: jawline, that jawline, jaw everybody knows he's not a punter. <laughs> you, you should do that,
5: LeBron, that LeBron photo from this weekend.
0: Oh, where he was sitting there like this or whatever? Mm-hmm. I wish I had abs, though. That's the only problem is I still got a little bit of a gut. You see. A little bit of a gut. I'm not pregnant like Russell Wilson's wife, right? <laughs> right. which we learned about via tweet. Congrats. Mm-hmm. But. That
5: sucks.
3: Oh, you didn't know? You didn't know she was pregnant?
5: No, the video was awesome when he put
3: it out. Wow. Tony. Definitely tuck that in.
0: <laughs> well, that's why I got to do this number here, you know what I mean? Because that just looks like a...
3: No, it's like- really cool.
0: Bro, I don't shop at places that have fucking tailors on deck. <laughs> okay, I'm a rust belt kind of guy. Okay, AJ? I haven't
3: bought I haven't bought a pair of pants not on the internet in ten years. Like I don't I haven't gone and tried stuff on. I buy it, they send it to me, I try it on. It's usually too tight, I send it back, and I keep doing that process. <laughs> and then
0: you waltz into Vaughn Moore where they're like, Aaron, please come this way. We'll do this whole thing,
3: <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> <on>. Mister Aaron. <laughs> Hey, does Von Marr sell like what is what kind of clothing does Von Maur have? I I, I, I used know. to drive by one all the time.
0: To be honest, Von Maur sounded like the smartest most sophisticated name <laughs> that, uh, that I could think You did a good job. Keep. was that good? Yeah.
5: Good yeah, cuz yeah. I've never even heard of it. so no, it's super exclusive. Never. Classic department store,
3: baby. Bro, you like,
0: should've seen you should have seen Aaron and Mike Hawk at Saxon Fifth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Next level. <laughs> you ever go to a I've been to a Saks a couple times. You're like, "Oh, they got let me check out I remember checking out dress shoes. Oh, these are cool. I could wear them with like a suit or something. I'm like, hey, can I try these on at twelve? And they're like, Yeah. I said, Hey, by the way, how much are they? Oh, these are on sale for eleven hundred dollars and I was like, All right, I'm gonna be going to DSW warehouse." <laughs> <laughs> I promise you I'm not paying $1,100 for a pair of dress shoes that are uncomfortable already.
0: They're they're big on the, hey, let's scuff the shit out of shoes so they're not clean anymore and sell them for thousands of dollars thing. They're big on those. The Chuck Taylor leather mm-hmm. ones that they just dump into a muddy river and then they sell them for triple the price. It's like, what's going on? That's fashion, baby. Hey, that's fashion, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm just not up to date. By the way. It is. Uh, Kanye West had a rally this weekend. I, I he heard seemed,
3: he seemed—he like he got my vote, man, for sure. <laughs> he's good, he's I only good, saw a few clips, but from the clips of what I saw, he seems like he he garnered a lot of votes from the American people.
0: Listen, I don't want to laugh in the face of anybody. No, no, okay, no. and I am a Kanye fan. College dropout. I mean, his old music much better than his modern music. But Kanye, I respect his creative brain and stuff like that but it feels like we're potentially in the middle of either a massive PR run here or a potential mental breakdown that should be taken a lot more serious than it currently is. So okay. I don't know which one it is, either or the birthday party will be on a ticket in some states for presidential <laughs> election.
6: <laughs> yeah,
3: man, what a, a weird range of emotions he had throughout that. Was it a rally? Was that what you would call it, a rally? Well, it's kind of like his church service, right? His Sunday church services <laughs> mm-hmm. which are I loved. I used to watch those on YouTube with my kids and watch out like they're getting into it. It was fun.
0: Ten four, Agree. So it seemed like it had that setting, but then he also had a vest, uh, uh, either a weighted vest for workouts or a bulletproof vest on while speaking about, I don't know, 2020, wild place. We'll be here to cover it yet again tomorrow with another Mac and Hawk sports talk. AJ, any closing thoughts for the people who maybe want to hear a little motivation from their favorite Super Bowl champion, Mike Linebacker?
3: I don't think I have any motivation for you today, Pat. I think your arms and shoulder capsules do enough to motivate everybody that tunes in and watches the show. And I would I would, I would, would encourage anybody that is listening to just the audio whenever this comes out on a podcast, go back and watch the video if you want to see what a real man looks like. And it's Pat McAfee today.
0: I do feel really good about how I look. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hell you know, yeah. It's been a lot of discipline here. I normally don't have this. A lot of steps, too. A lot of steps. That Stairmaster, bro, is no joke.
4: It is... It is the truth. You might have walked to the moon mm-hmm. by the amount of times that you've uh, been on that. At
0: least at a space station. To get to the moon, I'm going to have to go, lot what, 1,000x that I've already gone. Mm-hmm. And that's only something you could do 51 years ago. Can't do it now.
4: Or you set up a camera. <laughs> that's it. We went to that's the goddamn it. moon, okay? Yeah. Can we stop this, please, for Christ's sake? <laughs> that's the show. The greatest sports talk show on the internet. From one to two, standard time.
1: Come on down for a mental vacation with the boys on YouTube eyes It's McAfee and Hulk.
7: It's McAfee and Huck Sports Talk AJ used to tackle quarterbacks and he's a Rust Belt kind of guy That's the punter of the decade
1: for the 2010s Kicking pierce missiles to the sky It's McAfee and Huck It's McAfee and Huck Sports Talk
0: so sorry to interrupt, I want to tell you about a new sponsor that we have. And I'll tell you what, this sponsor's got it going on, alright? Hawthorne is the name, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E. And they are a company that literally takes care of you in the bathroom for everything you could potentially ever need or want. Deodorant, shampoo, body wash, face cleanser, cologne, lotion, you name it, they got it. And the beautiful thing about Hawthorne is they have you fill out a quiz. Two minutes. Very quick uh, quiz. What type of skin type do you have? What type of hair do you have? What's a night out like for you? What do you, just a quick quiz so they can get to know you, then boom, they tailor your entire body experience to you. I got a couple of colognes, I'm not a big, uh, Cologne guy, never was before this, but now with them knowing me and sending me this beautiful scent, this beautiful smell, my lady, my fiance can't keep her hands off of me. Excuse me, I'm reading an ad. (laughs) Legit. I got face wash from them. I told them, you know, I have a little sensitive skin in the face. Got some, boom, here you go. How's the hair? I got some curly hair, boom, here's some shampoo. They tailor it to you. It's an easy quiz. And I'll tell you what. Me personally, very, very happy that I chose to go to hawthorne.co. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. Took the quiz. And it just, I feel better in the morning. I feel like what I'm putting on my body was meant for my body. My body. Ooh. I don't know where I was headed there. But I've appreciated this. They've been in my life now for like three weeks. And it's been a better three weeks for sure. H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. Use code McAfee and get an extra 10% off your purchase. That's Hawthorne C-O. Promo code McAfee. Get 10% off. Take the quiz. Let them send you some stuff tailored for your body perfectly. And feel better about everything. And smell better which is A-plus, I would say. Back to the show. We're being joined now by a man who's been in the NFL a long time. Five-time pro bowler, three-time all-pro, a Walter Payton man of the year. Woo! He's part of the all-decade team. Yeah. He's an NFL PA executive committee. Played on the Cardinals, played on the Jaguars. Now, he just signed a two-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens, ladies and gentlemen. A man that stands at eight feet, seven <laughs> inches, Calais Campbell. Yeah! Yeah! Woohoo!
6: Uh, I, appreciate, I appreciate that great intro. How mm-hmm. are
0: How are you, man? It seems like I talked to you a long time. We had a good time, and you're still going, especially at a defensive line position that is not easy. How How many more years we got? Maybe 10 more years, Calais? <laughs> let's just keep stacking them on there. <laughs>
6: You know, I'm taking it one at a time, but I definitely, you know, I still feel young. I still play at a high level, so I'm going to... I'm going to go ahead right until the wheels fall off.
0: As you should, uh, you're a game changer, not only on the defense side of the ball, but I knew you for being an absolute hellraiser in special teams as well because you're so tall. You are literally. Yeah, yeah. All right, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, But why did you go with Baltimore? That feels like a team that is on a rocket ship right now, especially with Lamar Jackson in that AFC North is going to be tough. But why did you end up at Baltimore? Was there any other teams that were interested, obviously?
6: Well, I mean, there are other teams that were interested, but it really was up to the Jaguars. I mean, I was, I was traded, but I did.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. I did not know that. You got traded?
6: Yeah. <laughs> did you really? I got, I got traded, and it was contingent on me signing a deal, oh. so it had to go extension. Okay, okay, got it. Okay, it got kind it. kind of came together, so I guess like, I could have sabotaged it, it went elsewhere, but I was going to get traded. There was like four or five teams that were supposedly interested, but Baltimore was the one that uh, the team had agreed to trade me to, Attention to a deal being signed and that uh, and that was the process because it almost you know my agent was really you know he was saying we can get more money elsewhere you know you sure you want to take less money to go to baltimore and i'm like yeah man i'm getting old and and uh, and, and when you run those sprints man i gotta be able to run those sprints but with mind thinking that it's gonna be worth something you know i'm gonna be able to get that jewelry at the end of the year have you ever been traded before or was that your first time
0: first time Hey, First that's time. a wild thats a wild thought. And I always, now granted as a fan, it's just kind of normal for people to be like, oh, they got traded, they got traded. But when a team's like, all right, move your family, get the hell out of here, you're going to go somewhere else. That is a pretty interesting experience. Did you know that was coming?
6: Uh, no, I didn't know it was coming. I mean, obviously, I guess, you know, uh, it's always a possibility. And being the older person in the slate, I've seen it all. So I'm never surprised. But uh, I was expecting to be in Jacksonville for uh, throughout the remainder of my contract and maybe even longer. I thought maybe an extension would come before a trade would come. And so I was kind of cut off guard, but uh, it happened to be to one of the best teams in football. So, you know, it was was kind of a a win-win situation.
0: Yeah, I feel like you're going to be rather happy about this move Uh, (laughs) coming up. I don't want to – you didn't say it. I said it. Let's talk about – have you been a part of these Zoom meetings? Has Baltimore been doing the Zoom offseason? And how terrible or how good have those been for people that have never experienced something like that who have been in the NFL before?
6: Yeah, you know, uh, so essentially – uh, this was something completely new, like something I never really experienced before. You know, I guess you really couldn't, but I feel like Baltimore tried to make the best offseason program they could given the circumstances. And honestly, I believe talking to other guys around the league, ours is the best one. Nobody did it better than us. You know, I feel like we, we worked harder than everybody else, you know, it, it, and that's a big deal, you know. But I will say, that uh, I mean, it's really just it's, it's meetings. And, you know, it's going over the playbook and you know t- getting traded and having to learn a new playbook on the fly. You know, without being able to get the walkthrough reps, not going through, you know, the the, the getting to communicate with the with the players and how they see things. It's kind of like where you know you, you have to make do. But uh, the, the offseason the program, as far as the uh, workouts and stuff, were great. You know, they had us on Zoom doing workouts, you know, which I did not expect. Hold on. Hey, you were
0: filming. You set up your, like, iPhone or iPad in your gym, and it was like, all right, everybody, let's do uh clap and (laughs) clap. (laughs) clap. Like, that
6: is what's going on in there? You know, I thought it was going to be, like, some simple workouts like that, but it was, like, a lot of band work, and they made it a little complicated, and uh, it was pretty hard. But, yeah, essentially, they sent us an iPad, sent us a tripod, and uh, we had to log into a Zoom app and uh, and, uh, and we had to do workouts. It was like 10 people to a group. And uh, it was pretty intense, pretty good
0: workouts. Yeah, there's some accountability in there, I guess, if everybody's watching you do your thing. Um, Now, when I was in the league, I didn't have to do it because it was punt right, punt left, kick right, kick left. But the day before a game, when checking into the hotel, offensive guys had to fill out like an empty X's and O's thing about what the plays were, and defense had to go through a test and and, like answer the questions for what coverage is, who's going to do what, and what formations on the offensive side of the ball. Are they doing that now with these Zoom calls with you guys? Do you have tests and things? Is it like you're going to at home university right now
6: yep yep there's a lot of tests you know pretty much uh uh really it was a daily test early on did it turn into kind of being a, a weekly test but towards the end you know we started having a lot more motivational speakers come on i mean dr j came and spoke to us What? you know we had it was pretty dope we had a lot of different cool speakers uh you know honestly one of my favorites was sage still which you wouldn't expect you know um Coming and talking to a football program, she was the only a uh, woman we had speak, but she was probably the dopest. Had the you know the most uh, perspective that I think we can you know really uh, uh, draw from. And uh, but I mean you know Coach Calapari came and spoke to us uh, for University of Kentucky basketball coach. Uh, I mean uh, you know I mean Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Tony Stewart, Eric Guado. Like you know there's a lot of people that came and spoke to us that were dope. You know uh, Ryan Howard, which uh, baseball player for the Phillies, super dope. Yeah, that is. That is the thought of them.
0: And I'm going to give a lot of these, I don't want to say olds, but I will. I'm going to give a lot of these olds credit for trying to get creative in how to keep these Zoom things interesting. Having speakers come in, having tests probably mixing in a little bit of comedy in there to keep people's attention this was probably a massive test for a lot of these old coaches that have been around a long time like how can we change this up because at the end of the day coaches are just teachers trying to figure out how they can reach people and if they can do that in a zoom call let's do it now let's move though you are an nfl pa executive committee member you are um a man who's been around the NFL for a long time. You were a part of the first CBA negotiations, I believe 10 years ago. And then this one, again, you experienced. Now we are in a very different world with the rollout of football back into after a worldwide pandemic happens with rules and guidelines and everything like that. A lot of other sports can hub The NFL cannot hub. This is something there's too many people and too much movement. Where are we in the conversation between the NFLPA and the NFL on an understanding on how this is going to operate with teams being told to report as early as Monday, the Chiefs and the Texans?
6: Yeah, you know what? So the way it stands right now, uh, you know, we have we put together a document that says they can't have no more than twenty people in the building. So as far as like when rookies come in, essentially, if the NFL wants to do that, they can't have you know the rookies come in, but they can't have more than twenty people in the building until we get together a plan that is going to you know benefit both sides and make sure that we have safety protocols where you know we feel like we're secure and safe where we can go to work and compete. You know, obviously it's a business and, you know, it generates a lot of revenue and everybody wants to get back and, and, you know, earn their paycheck and play football. But the number one thing is safety. And so uh, I think as far as where we are, as as far as uh, how close we are to get a deal done, I mean, we're going back and forth. It's a negotiation. It takes time. Usually it happens right in the nick of time. Uh, You know, we're supposed to, we're due to start, you know, for the vets, you know, on the 28th. And uh, that date is looking like it's going to be, you know, close. We're pushing it, but it's possible. It's okay. Not- hey, yeah. I mean, close. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. It's gonna be interesting. We're going back and forth. We're working hard. You know, I put a lot of, you know, uh, time and effort into trying to making sure that uh, you know we go, we go through this process as quick as possible. But it is a process, you know. And you know, we're, uh, we're making we're making moves, but it's an everyday battle going back and forth between the uh, the NFL and the executive committee.
0: And uh, J.J. Watt put out a series of things that he was like, hey, this is a message just so so we're all on the same page here. We want to play we want to be as safe as possible. We have not received a single valid infectious disease emergency response plan from any team or league. We don't know if there are preseason games or not. We don't know if there will be daily testing or semi tests They semi-daily. We don't know how a potential positive COVID test would affect contracts, roster spots. Nothing has been agreed upon regarding what training camp will actually look like and how it will ramp up period will work. Once again, we want to play, though. But you could see how this is being handled in a much different fashion than the NFL, NFLPA, CBA negotiations. That is a, a direct, hey, these are what our questions are. We still have. So the fan can understand, like, okay, we can see how these are actual questions being asked. And the NFL, I would assume, is adhering to this, listening to this, trying to make as much as happen. It feels like these are these conversations are going to go much more positively than uh, negotiations have gone in the past between the NFL and PA. Is that your sense of what you've been a part of? Yeah.
6: Without a doubt, you know, so essentially, you know, getting the CBA signed before all this stuff happened was was very crucial to giving us, you know, some leverage in the situation. Because if we were ending our CBA after this season, you know, we would really have no leverage and it would kind of be just that, you know, have to make do. Uh, But given the the circumstances, you know, uh, we're in a situation where we actually have like the language in the CBA that protects us. In a sense, where now we have some leverage and they have to kind of give us, you know, a, a great workplace workplace environment for us to be successful. And, and what JJ said is right. You know, essentially, you know, those are the things that we're trying to address. And uh, you know, and it's, it's a, it's, and they're going through and talking about it. You know, essentially, you know, there's three, there's three buckets. There's the economics, you know, and then there, there's the, uh, you know, we call operations or protocols. You know, and then there's the scheduling. You know, essentially, you know, I mean, all that stuff is nothing's agreed upon, and we're trying to figure it out. And there's uh, pretty much daily conversations going on between our staff and the NFLPA and, and the NFL staff, and then. From, uh, from the ownership and then from our executive committee working every day trying to figure out how to get those numbers and everything to make sense.
0: Clay, we're not going to lose preseason games, are we?
6: <laughs> <laughs> NFL knows exactly where we stand on that one. <laughs> uh,
0: What car are you in? Are you in a van because of how tall you are? What, what do
6: you got? I got a Tesla.
1: Whoa!
6: <laughs> God bless me. I can, you know I live a little bit. You know I, I'm one of the <laughs> more frugal players in the league, but I I definitely you know I like to enjoy myself and I ride around in style. Hey, I respect it.
5: Clayus, what was your your time in Jacksonville like? Because it was I think it was earlier this year. A report came out that the NFLPA put out like Jacksonville had like 25 of the
0: 75. I think
5: I think of was, the league's grievances. I think
4: it was, was it? up to, Yeah, it was higher I think. It, I was think.
5: Up, I think it was like 55%. <laughs> yeah,
6: what,
0: what does that mean? Because I, I didn't even know this was something... Now, granted, at the Colts, I'm not saying everything's perfect at the Colts, but I feel like the Colts was a rather professional situa- place. Like, I got suspended for something. Uh, for an alleged incident but i I, like i felt like it was warranted and then they tried their best like hey we'll give you like some of like i feel like the colts were very like hey let's work together in this thing now granted people who have more injuries and and uh uh stuff like grievances that could be that i never experienced what what was it down there that everybody hated was it like being forced back to play was it uh situations not being right what was it like down there is it as bad as it sounds from the outside playing
6: down there Nah, it's not as bad as it sounds from the outside. I mean, there are a couple of, you know, a couple of situations that made it, you know, made it look real bad. Got it. Uh, but for the grand scheme of things, essentially, you know, what it came down to it is, you know, the CBA allows you to, you know, to find up to a certain point. Most teams, usually, like when I was in Arizona, you know, Bruce Aragon's had like, you know, your first time offense was $250. You know, second time, you'll be like, you know, $1,000. 3rd time, you'll find you to the max, you know, if it was the same thing. So, and whatever the CBA guidelines are for the max. Well, we, you know, Coach Coughlin, you know, he was he's always the max, Ralph right, rip, you know, it was the max from jump. But for the most part, I mean, there's only a small – I mean, there's a lot of guys that got fined, but most of it was repeat offenders, you know, it was just the same guys getting fined. And essentially – You know uh some of the stuff you know you feel like it could have been borderline so you file a grievance to make sure because if if i get fined i'm always gonna file grievance and try to make sure that this is you know just and i'm gonna get my money back or at least a piece of it you know I'm always try to that's just a normal thing Uh, i never got fined i uh, I don't know if that's obvious but I I (laughs) I, I follow the rules uh and never got fined and you know, I think it's one of those things where it's just, uh, you know, kind of, you know, Tom Coughlin had that mentality of, you know, uh, the only way to discipline the guys is to take their money because you can't run extra sprints. You're not going to, you know, have guys, you know, I mean, you're not going to hurt the team and, you know, and cut guys when you need. So you have to find them. And so I, essentially uh, there's a couple of situations. But uh, I feel like uh, Jacksonville was a great place to play. I had a great time there. Uh, you know, the team was, I mean, you saw 2017, we jailed and we had a monster year. And I think the biggest thing that, that really hurt us is we lost some of our veteran presence. You know, we lost, you know, Mercedes Lewis. she lost, you know, uh, Puz. You know, uh, and those, those situations, you know, uh, were, were, were monumental because, you know, you had, you know, you know well, that's probably 25 years of experience between those two guys, you know, that just went out the, do- went out the door and got replaced by young guys. And, you know, we already were a real young team. And so, uh, you know, we started experiencing some, 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 uh, you know, uh, adversity. You know, we didn't handle it as good as we did in 2017 when we had that experience went on. Well, the good news is they just kicked out another very
0: experienced person out of the locker room. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. <laughs>
6: <laughs> that's,
0: that's good news for people down in Duval. That seems like that's good news. Um, I don't even know what to ask you right now. <laughs> Cause I, I want to ask you about so many things, like Bruce Arians. You mentioned Bruce Arians there. I got a chance to play for Bruce Arians. You got a chance to play for Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is just a different coach, I think, than any other coach that I've ever experienced. And I assume a lot of people you see him down in Tampa Bay right now with Tom Brady. How do you think that ends up with BA? You've seen him in practice, you've seen him behind the scenes, and Tom Brady. Not that you've ever played with Tom Brady or no Tom Brady, but how do you feel about Bruce Arians and this potential swan song for? that entire coaching staff that's down there right now
6: <laughs> i think it's going to be interesting you know i wish they, I, I wish they had hard knocks i wish i got the yes, yes. From, you know all or nothing whatever you know I, w- I would love to see it because i'm a tom brady fan i've studied tom brady i like to study greatness and uh you know i think that uh you know uh you know bruce arrogance is a brilliant football mind especially with understanding how to, you know, attack defenses and just understanding how to get the most of his players. And with Tom Brady and him together, I feel like, you know, that's with those weapons at receiver and tight end, you know, and even the speed at running back, I think that it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, they're going to put up a lot of points. You know, it's going to be fun to watch. You know, I think, uh, you know, B.A. was my coach for a Five years, and uh, and uh, or I think might be four years, whatever. is for a long time, and we were the offenses were always top notch, always top finishing in the top ten, top five. I think we finished number one twice, and uh, you know, and seeing all those weapons he has with Tom Brady there, you know, and then you got also Todd Bowles on, on running the defense, so he's he draws up. I, mean, I think he's a one of the most underrated defensive coordinators out there. And so I think they're going to be a tough team to beat. You know, hopefully we'll be seeing them in the Super Bowl if, if they go <laughs> for the play. you know, obviously, you know, we got to go earn our way there. I don't take Kansas City lightly or any other teams in the division lightly. I mean, it's going to be a, a really tough year. But I think the Baltimore Ravens have all the pieces in place to be successful. And I love – to uh, compete against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. You're a hell of
0: an addition to that Ravens team, who obviously last year was a buzzsaw, and your team is currently favorited in every single game this season. I don't know if you know that. I'll make sure you tell your teammates that, that we're favored in every single <laughs> game. Harbaugh, will be pumped to hear that. But what has – you weren't there, obviously, last year for when they ran into the Titans and got stalled out in the playoffs. They lose Marshall Yonda. You guys lose Marshall Yonda, who is perennial – stud offensive lineman everybody says he's the guy offensive linemen say he's a guy defensive linemen say he's the guy he's not in there anymore they bring in you as a veteran on defense side of the ball what has the message been like hey we just got to do we got to do what we did last year or is it hey we're back at the bottom and we not last year means absolutely nothing
6: no it's been pretty much you know last year means absolutely nothing you know uh back at the bottom zero zero you know when we were on our zoom meetings actually uh uh, one of the coaches asked me to speak on, on, you know, experience and succession and, you know, the next year, not, you know, cause I, I literally actually twice I've done it, you know, in 2015 we went to uh, the championship game and I with the Cardinals. And then the next year we went six, seven, and one and didn't make the, or uh, six, eight, and one or whatever it was, and didn't make the playoffs. Uh, and then, uh, 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 and then Jacksonville, yeah. It was 7 8 and 1. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 16
0: games, Come on, 16 games. Well, yeah, we were doing the math for you. You guys had a tie well, in there. We
6: went from being in the championship game to missing the playoffs. Yes, got it. And in uh, 2017, I went to the championship game. And then the next year, we went 5 and 11 and missed the playoffs. And so, uh, you know, essentially, you know, uh, you know, what the coaches asked me to speak on that in the meeting rooms, and like, it was essentially from my experiences you don't get to start back over in the championship game. You don't get to start back over, you know, being a 14-2 and two team. You're, you have to go back and earn your stripes. And you have a target on your back now, and everybody's going to play the best best game against you. So the, the road only got tougher. And so essentially I do think that the team is uh, got enough mature uh, enough guys who are mature enough to go out there and prepare like it's zero, 0 and not to try to ride the wave and, you know, develop, you know, a, a, a big ego that's going to probably hurt them in the long run. And I think that this team has is, is, is definitely got the, the right people in place to uh, experience consistent success.
0: Well, I'm happy they brought you in there. You're a stud. I'm excited to watch the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a guy who seems hungry still, right? Like he just saw what Patrick Mahomes got. He just got an MVP. I mean, the next <laughs> step, yeah, I mean, that is a guy who is electric and motivated, it seems like. And if that gets comes-
6: the bag, <laughs> Cure, <laughs> secure the bad i've never been so hyped you know seeing Patrick Mahomes like reset the market you know now i can't wait to sack a 500 million dollar <laughs> <laughs> course you know but you know, hopefully Jam- lamar follows his uh his footsteps and he's uh, you know he, we want to Bowl this year and he goes gets that 500 million dollar half a billion bag
0: half a billion <laughs> people are saying it's a bad deal by the way half a billion dollars take it <laughs> and run take it and run ladies and gentlemen New defensive end for the Baltimore Ravens. Stud. Pro Bowl. All pro. Executive committee of the NFLPA. Calais Campbell. Thank you. Yes! In a Tesla. Hey, in a Tesla, by the way. Is that a is that a special is that uh is that an extendo Tesla to fit your big ass
6: in there, or is that just standard Tesla? <laughs> yeah, no, I got I got all the bells and whistles, man. I got everything they offer.
0: You need to get a Cybertruck next. Go win a uh, Super Bowl with Baltimore or with the Ravens and then get yourself a Cybertruck. Ladies and gentlemen, Calais Campbell. Thank you. Guys.
1: Yes! Thank you. Hey, come on, come on
0: night when you pass out if you don't fall asleep easy like me for instance there is a company out here that is creating something that puts you out like a light like
3: a light like a light
0: CBDMD's cbd pm is a game changer for those who are a little restless at night people say you can't put a good price on good night's sleep but those people are wrong CBDMD did it with CBD PM, and now they're doing it again with a brand new way to put you out like a light. Zito's taking his CBD PM home right now, and it's actually the CBD PM soft gels, which are a quick and convenient way to get the deeper sleep you deserve. These soft gels contain the same award winning formula as CBD PM, giving you all the CBD, melatonin, and chamomile you're used to in a powerful pre measured. Capsule, And to make trying CBDMD for yourself even easier, they're offering listeners of this show 25% off your next order when you use the code McAfee at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code McAfee, M-C-A-F-E-E, for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. I'm not a good sleeper. That concoction that they put together of CBD, melatonin, and chamomile is a game changer. Take it about 30 minutes before you want to pass out. Bingo, bango, gonzo. You're gone. Let's go to a man who uh, is a Super Bowl champion. He's an absolute stud. I believe he was running like an Orange Theory class out of his garage Mm -hmm. last time we talked to him. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who is a two-time, two-time Super Bowl champion, Ike Taylor.
1: (laughs)
7: Hey, Mac. <laughs> it's go. the Guy Raj. It's the Guy Raj. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's on me.
0: <laughs> that's come on me. On, I know. Hey, Cuzzo, I can't. If I say Guy Raj, everybody will come after me and say, hey, you're not allowed to speak like that. I just want to let you know. So if I said Guy Raj, I would get attacked for that.
7: Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs>
0: Well, listen, thank you for taking some time out of your garage to uh, talk to us here. Uh, Ike, obviously, you've been keeping up with everything with the we want to play. This is obviously an answer for what the MLB players did. They said, tell us when and where. Now, three teams have okayed the infectious disease emergency response plan that the NFL laid out. The other 29, I assume, are testing it now. This all happened into last night. The the last minute-ness of all of this. Does that worry you at all for the return of training camp? And what are ultimately your thoughts if you were a player going into this situation?
7: Yeah, it'd be kind of rough right now, especially with a lot of guys talking about, you know, they got their wives and their girlfriends got babies on the way. Um, Health is the most important thing. And you know that, P-Mac. You know, if you're not healthy, if you stay injured, you can't play, period. Um, One of the key things to being successful is to stay healthy for a long period of time. Now we got this COVID going on, and we really don't know what it is. We really don't have a cure for it other than quarantining yourself. So at the same time, these guys are like, what's the remedy? You know, how, why should I leave where I'm at and bring something back to my house? Like, of course, you go through training camps. And you know through training camps, man, it's, it's, it's three or four weeks, depending on if you play playing a Hall of Fame game or not. But I just feel like the NFL should have been had something figured out a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Worst case scenario a long time ago and presented to the players. So, but you know the NFL, the NFL, the biggest, one of the biggest Deebos, if you ever watch Fridays, <laughs> one of the biggest Deebos ever. You know what I'm saying? Them boys just did a nine year, they're coming up off of a nine year deal. They probably redo the nine year nine-year deal, depending on what Fox, NBC, and ESPN and which streams they can make up to $5 billion this year. So, them boys know exactly what they're doing. And hey, we didn't sign this TV, we didn't sign these TV deals. Y'all gonna play, you know? So, it, it's, it's just sad to see, but at the same time, that's what I'm looking at. Like, why are these guys gonna play and they don't have options on what's good or what's not good when it comes down to health-related? Uh, so you ask me, I can't exchange a jersey, but you're saying I can breathe and sweat and share cuts on the next man. That's the part I don't get. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying so that don't make no sense. Hopefully they'll come up with something soon. But just me looking at it from a a, a management part, a front office part, a owner's part. We didn't sign this deal already, and these games got to be played.
0: Let's talk about this. What if they give the option of you, just like uh, I believe the NBA did, where they said if you opt out, there'll be no harm no foul at all if the NFL was to do that do you think a majority of players would play or do you think a majority of players would sit out how if you were to kind of just guess on what you think it would be because it feels like a lot of the players we want to play and they're worried they were worried about how the NFL wasn't listening to the NFL's doctors and experts who were saying like hey this is how this has to be done then as of yesterday allegedly the NFL did listen and they got three teams to okay the um you get it infectious disease emergency response plan do you think if they made that offer to the players like hey if you don't want to come back we completely understand do you think a majority of players would not come back
7: they're not making um you're not you're not making that offer and Aaron Rodgers is going to sit out a Patrick Mahomes is going to sit out a Russell Wilson is going to sit out a Maddie Ice is going to sit out a uh, Dak Prescott is going to sit out you're not making that you're, you're not giving them guys offers and them guys truly do care about their teammates and they like, man, if I ain't playing, what you think the rest of the team gonna be like? We ain't playing neither. So the, the owners are the, uh, <laughs> the owners smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not giving y'all no option to where these major, these good quarterbacks, these guys who keeping these streams alive, these guys who keep boosting the ratings between the Lamar Jacksons, the Deshaun Watson, all these young studs are quarterbacks. If I give these boys an option to not to play, what you think their teammates gonna feel like?
0: Yeah, they're not going to be happy
7: with their teammate. Yeah,
0: that's going to be tough. That's going to be, they're not going to go. They won't play. Everybody will play. see, it, it all it goes as the, the leaders go. That's why JJ Watt putting out the tweet and uh, Patrick Mahomes putting out the tweets and Aaron Donald putting out the tweets. This is the first time in a long time I've seen like the stars all kind of universally come out and all be in unison, which happens in other sports, doesn't always happen in the NFL. Normally, the NFL Players Association is somebody that isn't a superstar, but somebody Somebody that wants to like get involved the nfl players association is not a desirable position to be had in the locker room to be 100 honest with you but now the stars of the game are coming out so it'd be very it would be very interesting to see how that would turn out if the nfl did make that offer or proposal
7: p mac like i told my mom <laughs> and like i told even even my and your generation p mac this younger generation is fearless they're educating themselves more um They're doing a lot of research because the phone holds a lot more information. They ain't really got to get down to the books, and they're fearless. They're fearless. And when it comes down to this generation sticking together, I've never seen that like it in the NFL than now. Yeah, it's very interesting.
0: Because the NBA, I thought there was a time there with the NBA where Kyrie Irving came out and Dwight Howard came out and I believe Avery Bradley came out. I was like, wait, is the NBA potentially going to back out? But then the NBA and the NBA, uh, uh, NBPA, which still makes no sense, should be the NBA PA, but... I guess association twice would look bad, but you get it. They came together and, and had an agreement. What do you think the owners and players, what do you think is going to be the biggest holdup? Do you think it is strictly the health and guidelines, or do you think it's potentially the $140 million cap hit that could potentially happen to next year's salary cap?
7: No, it's, it's the health and guidelines. You got to understand that we we the sport with a lot of people playing. We got three guys on that Sunday roster. You know what I'm saying? With the NBA might travel with 15, 15 guys. And you know, it, it's it's a contact, it's a cutthroat sport. You know, we we play with broken bones. We play we 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 play we play rough. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So when you just when you're holding that many guys that can be exposed all off of breathing, man, that thing can get very contagious, PMAX So I don't think right now it's really about the salary cap. I think them guys really do, they truly believe it's all health related. You know, because uh, football is a it's a large number of sport that we play in, P-Mac.
0: I think what a lot of people don't know is if you show up to work in the morning and you have any flu like systems, they tell you to go home. Like you are literally sent home from the building because of the togetherness of football. It's whether it's in the training room, in the cold tub, in the hot tub, in the meeting rooms, in the uh, cafeteria, they even out of practice where everybody, everybody is together. Now, granted, the offense with the offense, the defense is with defense, but there's a lot of time where everybody kind of travels as units, especially a training camp when you're all filing into team meeting rooms with a hundred people deep sitting on top of each other. And if you have anything, they tell your ass to go home. I would assume. The thing that was once believed to potentially travel six feet out of somebody's face just by looking at them is something that would alarm a lot of the players and the doctors in each building.
7: Yeah, for what we know, COVID COVID stay in your clothes longer than anything. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's, it's like, okay, we're six feet apart, but if I wind up dapping you off, or if, if my locker room is close enough to yours, which my locker might be close enough to yours, man, COVID stay long and close. That's what people fail to realize. So. It's it's, it's it's hard, like you say, your training <laughs> camp. Man, you got over 100 guys. You got over 100 guys, PMAC, in a small room. You know what I'm saying? And, and what the thing about was the difference between COVID and the flu is you know when you got the flu. Some guys had COVID got tested, and they didn't even know they had
0: it. All right, let's move off of that. Let's act as if there's a season. Did you ever get upset about your Madden ratings, and did that make you play better the next year?
7: Man, I played for my madden ratings. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew if my Madden ratings like went up week to week, that mean I was balling. I knew if I was balling I was about to get some more cheese in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that. I started I started off with like a seventy a seventy nine and I was pissed off but then then one of the uh, one of my homeboys he was like bro you know if you ball every week like every week your ratings go up depending mm-hmm. on how you play i was like for real he was like yeah they they do it every week like they make changes every week to different people i was like oh well i just need to ball out he was like bro you ball out your ratings just go up and that's what the hell i started doing <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm,
0: hey i'm sure Mark- all hey, of Mark- pittsburgh hey all of pittsburgh is very thankful for your friend that told you that your madden ratings go up if you ball out because that obviously ended up in good situations for the pittsburgh steelers
7: hey p mac not not to be i don't think they thought it was, i don't think they thought it was funny but i thought it was funny when my contract when my contract situation came up, I was like, did y'all see my Madden rating? Oh, <laughs>
1: hey,
0: Mr. Rooney, let's talk about this real quick. You know, this Madden game, you guys are behind it. The NFL is part of it. My rating jumped 10 points this year. I am the hottest I have ever been, not only in a video game, but on the football field. We need to at least address that with this number you just
5: offered me here.
7: 100 We got to talk. We need to talk.
5: I i saw i saw an article or a report or something was it true that you had headphones built into your helmet to listen to music during the game yeah that's very
7: illegal isn't
5: it i mean that is that is very illegal
7: man that's that's so illegal (laughs) thought so but 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 you know what it was creative and i loved it (laughs) (laughs) so i had my nano i had my nano hooked up to my shoulder pads i had my so you know the there's two there's two guys on offense it's the two quarterbacks who get yep. get the play calling from the sideline Then after that there's two guys on defense and they got to be the captains so you got one captain then you got to sub if the captain wind up getting hurt i said you know what man let me just go on and just put that in my helmet and not tell nobody and just hook it up bluetooth wise so i wind up putting in my helmet man so i had i had the same setup as the quarterbacks <laughs> did in their helmet but i just had the bluetooth to the point where I had a little small nano, and I just charged it up the night before the game, and I just rocked out.
0: <laughs> what was uh what was the main theme of the music that was going through there? It was,
7: Wayne, it was Lil Wayne all day.
0: Hey, that was back whenever he would hit that thing with that Wayne train, and every song that's was. That squad huh? uh, <laughs> Did you have next on there? Did you have to like hit your shoulder pad to like go to next song if it wasn't for the right time? Like maybe it's a red zone play.
7: Hey, we gotta tighten up. Uh-huh. I had over five hundred. I had over five hundred song playlists. So I was, I was all good. I was all. Play- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you ever miss any checks because Lil Wayne was in the in the ear? No, little- never. We we do.
7: Don't forget, I played with the same me, Troy and I played for twelve years straight. For the most part, everybody else I played for six. So for us in the secondary, it was hand signals. So it, it was never. It was never really us talking. It was. It was I. 'Cause we played together for so long, either we call eye contact or it was head signals. And we already knew what time it was. So for me, I'm like, oh, so we're running the same defense for these years? Man, let me go ahead and put this headset on my uh in my helmet.
0: <laughs> so right here, you're lined up against Ted Ginn, and Ted has no idea Bump that it. directly across Bump. you got the Carter Bump. playing very loud Bump. in your helmet. Bumping, bumping, <laughs>
1: right, sir.
0: <laughs> uh, that's the best. Ste uh not Ste uh, I forget which punter it was not Steve Weatherford. One of the punters, I forget who it was. They had uh like um like ear plugs in so they couldn't hear anything. And I I, I said I went up because each game before the game, while the punters are warming up, I go talk to him, right? I'm like, hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Like, hope you do well. And I talked to returners. I was always pretty chatty during warm ups. And this one guy I go up and talk to just doesn't even look at me. And I'm like, is this guy like ignoring me? Is he big time right now? And then his coach had to tell me like, oh, he's got earplugs and he can't hear anything. I'm like... Well, that's some of the softest I've ever seen. And then I was like then I was like kind of intrigued by it. I was like, so this guy is just with his own thoughts. This guy is just with his own thoughts his entire I don't know if I'd be able to make I don't think he lasted. I forget who it was, but the thought of you just bumping in your head, like that is the most that is a great weapon to have. That is a great weapon to have in there. I'm happy you did it. I think more people should think about it. And most importantly, like I hope we you get back to play this from, fall.
7: I got it from watching X games. I started watching the skateboarders. They they used to bump in the snowboarder. Sean White. That's what Sean White would do. I was watching Sean White, and he, I was like, man, why he just bouncing? Why he just you know, you just look, you're like, oh man, he got the earphones in his head. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, an absolute innovator
0: and trailblazer in football, our friend, two-time Super Bowl champ like Taylor. Thank yeah. you get back to the gearage i get back to the gearage
7: you show sure right dog thanks bro
0: cheers man
1: <laughs>
0: all right all right i can't thank you enough for choosing to listen once again if you enjoyed the show tell a friend if not don't tell anybody we'll be back on thursday with some more conversation more guests and hopefully some updates on what's going on with the nfl spoiler it's going to happen. Will it be delayed though? There's rumblings now across the internet that a potential delay happens in the NFL season. Ooh, we'll talk more about that and everything happening in our insane fucking world we're living in. Thursday, be a friend, tell a friend. Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music.